we stand with you. Putin may circle Kyiv with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Because you see, if you want to gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people, you go over and you circle Kiev. Because when the Iranians see you circling Kiev, they're suddenly all with you. And that's the key. If you went, uh, went over the hearts and minds of the Iranian people, you circle Kiev. Good morning. Boy, what a night that was last night, huh? So much to talk about this morning. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware here. Dennis Foley there. There's Chris Glasgow and Elaine Rodriguez. And your calls at 210-599-5555. Well, uh, let's start with what's important. Uh, Greg Abbott won easily, very easily yesterday. 66% of the vote, 67% of the vote to Alan West at number two with 12% of the vote. Not even in the ballpark, not even close. And uh, I, for one, thought it was going to be a whole lot closer than that, just based on our interviews, based on our time, based on the feedback from you guys, and it was not. In fact, Jackie Callanan was very disappointed. Low turnout. 40,000 turned out yesterday. Only 40,000. 100,000 turned out early voting. So we'll get the percentages and tell you. How many uh, voted, you know, the percentage of how many voted versus didn't vote yesterday. So I want to know, yeah, let's let's figure that out, the percentages. So uh, Greg Abbott did win. Trish DeBerry won for county judge on the GOP side. Sakai and Menjarez are going to be in a runoff. And again, the runoff is coming up May 24th. Cuellar and Cisneros are going to be in a runoff. And I got to tell you, as we talked about yesterday, that would have never, ever, ever, ever been a runoff had not the communist swamp in washington dc raided his place two months before yesterday and gave cisneros and the commies along with aoc and the others a chance to put together some hard-hitting commercials that put him in like the gray with the ugly look on his face and all of that they're done they're totally done with the members of their own party who are moderates, the JFK moderate-type Democrat. The far-left party is done with them. That's why Joe is sucking their toes, because he knows that if he's not over there with them doing everything that they want and fulfilling all of their demands, then it's over for him, too. The squad runs the Democrat Party, so Cuellar and Cisneros will be in a runoff. Dan Patrick easily won for lieutenant governor on the Republican side. Paxton and Bush are going to be on a run in a runoff for the attorney general. Again, the runoff is coming up May 24th, and we'll see how uh, all that goes as we get ready to get into all of the now new commercials and the new back and forth and hopefully there'll be an opportunity to actually have like uh, maybe a debate or two with some of these folks and see what their thinking is between maybe Sakai and Menjarez and maybe Cuellar and Cisneros and maybe Paxton and Bush and people like that we could have some runoffs and have some serious discussions with them instead of them just using uh, 60 second commercials and uh, and pieces that they write for news departments across the state of Texas and they do by the way and the news departments across the state of Texas both written and on air will take those press releases and they'll just read them as they are and so uh, it's a good idea to have debates where we can actually sit down and ask these folks some questions face-to-face. So I'm sure we're going to try to arrange for that to happen right here in this room, right here in this room. Oil prices are going to surge 100 or toward $110 a barrel. 
Do you need to put gas in your vehicle, diesel in your vehicle? Get after it right now. Went up another $5 a barrel yesterday, and uh, the last number was right at 109 depending on what you're looking at. So $110 a barrel is certainly within, uh, within reach today. And that's primarily because the United States and other countries are continuing to buy oil from Russia instead of drilling our own oil and becoming, once again, oil independent as we were under Donald Trump. We are not oil independent now. We are dependent on countries like Russia and, of course, the Middle East, once again, Venezuela. And so instead of being oil independent, we are spending millions every day with Russia. I'll tell you about that coming up. Speaking of Russia, more deadly airstrikes yesterday captured the Ukrainian port city. Thousands and thousands more Ukrainians uh, fleed as now Russia is closing in on Kiev. And there's evidence of carpet bombing going on from Russia. Airstrike appeared to demolish an administrative building in Kharkiv. That's the second largest city. Footage also showing families and, and, and children and elderly people. And Elaine and I were looking at this yesterday. And people, uh, disabled people who are trying to force their way onto packed trains to get out of there. Uh, as they're seeing it now as their last chance to flee the Russian siege that is soon to come around the city of Kiev. Uh, fighting age men have been ordered to stay there. President Joe Biden telling Americans that Russia will pay a price for the invasion. Well, you cannot believe a thing that Joe Biden says. He's been lying to the American people for 50 years. He lied to the American people again during the State of the Union address last night, and I will cover that point by point. And he's been lying about uh, Russia and Ukraine since the beginning of it. He, he doesn't even know who he's talking about here. He called them Iranians last night instead of Ukrainians. So the point is, he said his sanctions would deter Vladimir Putin from going in. And he said that for a couple of months before Vladimir Putin went in. Why did Vladimir Putin go in? We all know the truth. Joe Biden is weak. Joe Biden helped him pay for this by buying millions of barrels of oil. And I got to tell you, the thing he announced in the, in the State of the Union address last night, where he said he and other world leaders are going to open up the reserves, the oil reserves, and start releasing millions of barrels out of the oil reserves. Folks, that's the most dangerous thing we can do on the planet right now with these people in charge. Why? Because they're not going to refill it. They want fossil fuels, meaning oil, gone. And what they're doing right now is using this war as an excuse to empty out our reserves, and they won't refill it. They're going to get rid of all the barrels of oil in the reserves around the world and go, oh, you know what? You're screwed. That's it. We don't have any more. You're done. We're out of oil. Guess you better find a way to buy an electric car because there's no more oil. And service stations and convenience stores and buckies and all this stuff around America will have to start shutting down because they won't have any product to sell. Because they're getting rid of oil, and they're doing it in our lifetime. They're doing it while they're in power right now. They're, this is their last shot. They know, and they got to hurry this up because they know this time next year, Republicans are going to run the show over in Congress. So they got to empty out the oil reserves. Do not refill it. When it comes time to say we're out of oil, but well, I don't know what you're going to do. I guess you're going to either walk, ride one of our buses, ride a bicycle, or, you know what, get one of those electric cars that now cost $300,000 because everybody's scurrying to get one. 
The civilian death toll in Ukraine now up to at least 136 Ukrainian deaths. These are just numbers. This is confirmed by UN Human Rights. These are just the numbers that are afforded to us. We're not there, so I can't guarantee that. They're also telling us that 5,000 Russian soldiers have been captured or killed. The Kremlin officials now warning the West that there's an economic war that could turn into a real war with the West. In other words, Vladimir Putin may turn around and start attacking the United States for the sanctions that are put on him. China, a country that, by the way, was not mentioned in the State of the Union address last night. That's interesting, winky-dink, don't you think? China is offering to negotiate a ceasefire. Russia planned to launch an invasion of the former Soviet uh, territory of Moldova as well. Britain's defense ministry said it's seen an increase in air and artillery strikes. An attack on a Kiev television tower in Ukraine's main Holocaust memorial near a residential neighborhood killed five people yesterday. So that's the basic uh, what's going on there. Meanwhile, morale is really down among Russian soldiers. The Russian soldiers were lied to about this. Many of them were in Crimea. Others were encircling Ukraine and were told, hey, you know what? This is just exercises. That's all we're doing. But now we're starting to see Russian soldiers on social media crying. They're in Ukraine. They don't want to kill Ukrainians. They were lied to and sucker punched to get into Ukraine, according to them. They're, you know, this is, they're playing with their own lives. They're signing their own death certificate because Putin's going to kill them. But they're showing up on social media saying their tanks are out of gasoline. Their armored carriers are out of gasoline. Their guns are out of bullets. And they didn't know they were coming in to kill their brothers and sisters. Keep in mind, the Ukrainians they are killing right now are family members of theirs. Connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We stand ready to do more if necessary, united with our allies. These steps will help blunt gas prices here at home. No. Nope. But I know news about what's happening can seem alarming to all Americans. But I want you to know, we're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Uh, as soon as you're gone, the minute you're gone, we're going to be okay, but not not before that. So this is a rare palindrome date that is taking place after almost 900 years. It's 3222. Okay, well, whatever. That's what it says right here. It's March 2nd. And it's Ash Wednesday as well, so good morning to you. All right, so I did uh, watch the State of the Union address. There's not a whole lot to be played from it, but we will play a little bit here and there. I'll tell you this straight up, and you can uh, chime in anywhere you want to. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555 if you watched it or not. Either way, he did lie all night. That's to be expected. These are just some notes. Never once did he mention China. Our biggest threat. The biggest threat to the United States. Of course, he had flubs and stumbles. You know, Putin is circling Kiev, but never going to win over the Iranian people. At the end, he said, go get him. Go get him. Who the hell is him? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I the only? Go get him. See, 
it's one thing if you say, go get him, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like a football coach. But that's not what he said. He very specifically said, go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. What? (laughs) Hey, Gerald, go right ahead. I got some other notes, but let me get Gerald in here. Go ahead, Gerald. Yeah, that was a great uh, State of the Union, and uh, we should all get together and fight that problem we have at Russia. Oh, we should, huh? Yeah, we should. What should we do? Well, first, we need to get along. Okay, how, how, how should we fight to, How should we fight Russia? fighting other people yeah. than ourselves. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, yes. do you think Joe means that when he calls people who don't agree with him Jim Crow racist? You think he means oh, we should get well. along? Ah, well, son of a gun. Well, Gerald, I don't have time for you. And, and you're insulting my listeners' intelligence. Don't call back. Go uh, get him. Go get him. Who? Okay, the other thing that was weird, Joe's talking about burn pits in war and his son, Bo. My son, Bo, and burn pits and war and burn pits this. I, I have the direct quote. Nancy Pelosi stands up. And you know how people will rub their hands together? Like, <laughs> she wasn't rubbing her hands together. She was rubbing her knuckles together. She was bent over rubbing her knuckles together. <laughs> While Joe was talking about burn pits, Pelosi is better. Oh, you have it? Oh, go ahead and roll it. These burn pits that incinerate waste. The waste of war, medical and hazards material, jet fuel, and so much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. A cancer that would put them in a flag-draped coffin. I know. No, I tell you, she was right. That was Lauren, uh, Lauren Biebert last night, and she said when the guys came home and flagged, or when he said the guys came home and flagged Drake Coffin, she said, you brought 13 of them home that way. Do you know he didn't mention Afghanistan? Do you know he didn't mention those 13 soldiers that he got killed? Not one time did he say one word, 13. American service people killed by his actions in Afghanistan, and he didn't mention them one time, not one mention. The reality is gas prices are up over a dollar. Attacks on law enforcement are up 115%. We have 2 million illegals here now on his watch. Never mention those 13 service members. He said, let's stop seeing each other as enemies. Really? He's the guy who gave the, if you don't agree with me, you're a Jim Crow racist speech in Atlanta just a couple of months ago. Remember that? He's the one who gave that speech. If you don't agree with me on voting and and my taking over of voting, then you are a Jim Crow racist. He's not interested in bringing anybody together. It's good to know that many of those lawmakers on the Democrat side who were clapping last night won't be in their seats come March. It's the last time you'll see them in that building that way. He's coming after your guns. He wants lawsuits against gun manufacturers to be an everyday deal. 
He said, do you think deer are wearing Kevlar vests? No, Joe, but troops do. And troops who invade our country, just like what we see with Russia and Ukraine right now, troops wear Kevlar vests. Oh, oh, and so do church shooters, Joe, just like Sutherland Springs, okay? CNN poll, and you know CNN is his publicity organization. CNN is working for him to prop him up. So they can't, I mean, everything they can do to prop him up is what they're doing. But even their poll last night showed 41%, only 41% of the far leftists who watch CNN reacted positively to the bag of lies that we got called a State of the Union last night. Use taxpayers' dollars to rebuild America. Uh We're going to do it by buying America. (laughs) Okay, so this month, well, I mean, February, right? The one we just closed out. The highest trade deficit in like 40 years. Which means we're buying more from the other countries than we are exporting to the other countries. The whole thing was full of lies last night. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. As I rub my knuckles together. <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. That's exactly what Pelosi did. That's it right there. I'll get you, Ruby Red Slippers. (laughs) Pelosi last night. She's rubbing her knuckles together. Joe's talking about burn pits in war. She stands up and she starts rubbing her knuckles together with this really, like, uh, sinister look on her face. The vodka done got you, babe. A little too much rinky-dinky. Dink, 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 dink. Do a little one. I think she hides it underneath the counter. Yeah, and and every time he would call the Ukrainians the Iranians, <laughs> Kamala would roll her eyes. Kamala would just go, oh god, here we go again. So anyway, uh, and and go get him. That was the last three words of the speech. God protect our troops. Go get him. <laughs> Say what? Go get who, Joe? All right, so we got all that to cover this morning. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware here on KTSA. There's Dennis, there's Chris, and there's Elaine. Russia wants to erase us all, says President Zelensky from Ukraine or Iran, whichever. He's offering a grim warning. Paratroopers from Russia attacking Kharkiv. Officials warning of Putin's badness, risking a nuclear catastrophe. Ukrainians are defending Europe's biggest atomic plant now because Russia trying to get to it and attack it. Mutinous Russian troops are crying on television and on social media. The Russian troops, man, they didn't know this was where they were going. They were told it was exercises, peaceful exercises, and now they're in Ukraine killing their cousins. Keep in mind, these are cousins. These are brothers. These are sisters. and These are family members, and they're there killing their family members when Vlad had told them, no, these are just exercises that we're doing. So now they're crying, and they're out of gas. They're out of fuel. Their tanks are out of fuel. Their, uh, their, their, their uh, armored carriers are out of fuel, and they're crying on social media. The Russian troops are. Putin is arresting children for waving anti War placards in in Russia. It's incredible. In a desperate race to flee Kiev, thousands are trying to get on the trains. 15,000 troops in 40-mile convoy closing in on the capital. 
as thousands are trying to get out of there. That's what's going on, the latest in the war. All right, Lee, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you, Lee. Good morning, Trey. Uh, just to be fair, I only watched about two minutes last night, about 40 seconds at a time, all I could take. But correct me if I'm wrong, did he kind of start out at the beginning to the world's at peace? But all I've seen on TV is the last week has been war. I, 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 don't, I don't remember him saying the, the, the world's at peace. Um, well, yeah, he kind of talked like, you know, everything's unity. And oh, no, well, no, no, yeah, no, no, he was, he was putting a, uh, all night long, he tried to put a pretty, pretty face on what was going on in the world and, and particularly here in the United States, that the state of our union is awesome, basically. And then the, he talked about the police being killed, the two policemen in New York. And, uh, then he said that, uh, what we need is police reform. And he didn't say nothing about the criminal reform. And then policemen that were killed weren't doing anything questionable, you know, nothing they need to be reformed for. And that, that, that was just crazy. Yeah. And then he says that no one needs a AR. Well, tell that to the people in uh Well, that's Ukraine. right. In Ukraine. I, I mentioned that a few minutes ago. He said, do you think deer are out there walking around wearing Kevlar vests like it was supposed to be a funny deal? And no, the deer are not wearing Kevlar vests, but troops wear Kevlar vests. Guys who shoot up churches in Sutherland Springs wear Kevlar vests. So, yeah. Um, what he's doing with that is he's setting up in, in uh, Sandy Hook, they, the anti-gunners had a win because they were able to sue Remington, run them out of business, uh, making them responsible for what happened in uh, Sandy Hook. The president said last night, the gun manufacturers are the only ones who cannot be sued, and he is a lion sack of it. Uh, name for me any other industry on planet Earth or here in this country, name for me any 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 manufacturer of a product that is sued when somebody criminally uses their product. If somebody criminally laces Tylenol, if somebody criminally puts uh, laces a, a Debbie's ho-ho, is it Debbie's fault? Do you sue Debbie's? If somebody criminally gets behind the wheel of their Ford, Chevy, or Toyota and kills somebody, do you sue? No, you do not. And and so all this is is another blatant push to steal your guns away from you. He's He's going to sign an executive order. That is going to make it more difficult for you to be able to buy ammo and buy guns of your choice while we are watching innocent women and children die in Ukraine. If there's any reason why you need the Second Amendment, look at Ukraine today. And look at that guy that uh, right before Christmas hit that, that Christmas parade in his car. Well, of okay. course, of course. Okay, they're not going to be, he's, you know, the car company's not going to be sued. Well, it shouldn't be. That, and the, yeah, the, the thing that really got the car me, didn't kill anybody. The son of a gun behind the wheel killed somebody. The car didn't kill a soul. You know what I'm saying? The car is an inanimate, dead object. It has to be brought to animation and to life by somebody behind the wheel. And the same is true with a gun. My gun sits right on my hip all day long. Now I can bring it to life, and I do when I practice shoot. But that's me. That's not my gun, and not the gun manufacturer either. And I'm not going to tell you who the manufacturer. Well, I got several different ones, but anyway. Yeah, but and to the that police reform thing, when he's talking about policemen getting killed, that did nothing. I mean, that just yeah, yeah. Well, 
his his uh, grandiose idea thank you lee for the call his grandiose idea is for federal funding of of police they want a gestapo you know type you know wear, wear, wear it on your sleeve and march in with the big jack boots and all that that's what he's after hey abbott won easily yesterday and i do mean easily it was like 67 percent of the vote so he'll go up against o'rourke no his name is not beto it's Robert Francis O'Rourke. That's who he's gone up against. Trish DeBerry won the GOP county judge easily. Sakai and Menjares were going to go to the runoff on May 24th. Cuellar and Cisneros will go to the runoff May 24th. I kind of figured that was going to happen as the squad and the commies take the Democrat Party farther to the left. they got to get rid of people like Cuellar. They already got rid of Tulsi Gabbard. Henry, i got to tell you, You'd fit just fine in the Republican Party. You ought to think about it. Dan Patrick won easily for the GOP lieutenant governor. And uh, Paxton and Bush will be in a runoff on May 24th for attorney general. Jackie Countenman disappointed with the turnout in Bear County. Only 40,000 showed up yesterday, 100,000 in early voting. Got to take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Feel free to jump in here on any of these topics, any of the topics we're talking about. We'll kick it around with you. Got an update on inflation coming up as well on AM on KTSA. Today's Pledge of Allegiance, powered by Stevens Roofing. Hey, take it away, Lee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all guests of the 550 ktsa morning news with trey ware appear courtesy of the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline it's time to see the the what used to be called the rust belt become yeah. the, 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 yeah. the, the home a significant yeah. resurgence of manufacturing. Well, that's right. That's what it ought to become, right? And that's why you're buying more stuff from China. Because <laughs> you're getting paid by China. That's why. Good morning. It's 551 Trey Ware, KTSA. If you want to say the pledge, uh, 210-599-5555. It's March 2nd. God bless Texas. We should play that song today, Chris. God bless Texas. March 2nd, 1836 was the day that the brave members here said, uh, no, we're the Republic of Texas. We're declaring our independence from Mexico. And, of course, you know, the tyrant that lived down there, Santana, he didn't like that too much, and he had already made it here with a few of his troops, and it took, you know, a long time for them to get these some odd 5,000 here so that they could slaughter the guys over at the Alamo. But, hey, guess what? He got his comeuppance when he made it over to Goliad, didn't he? Oh, hello. Went a little too far, didn't you, Santana? We didn't go far enough. Should have gone ahead and killed him, but let him go ahead and, and live. But he was a nut job tyrant, just like we see in the world today. Yeah, you could compare him to the nut jobs and the tyrants that we see around the world in our lifetime that have been around here for the last century or so. That's what Santana was. And that's why, as far as I'm concerned, there will never be two sides to the Alamo story. Never. Now, I know I know, with Ron Nirenberg, because he told me on this show, all sides who fought at that battle should be respected and honored. Because, you know, the Mexican side, they were fighting for what they believed in, too. So they were in the right just as much as, as Travis's men in the Alamo. 
That's what, that's what the mayor of San Antonio told me. Now, you know who he is by now. That was early on in his tenure. So, But you know who he is now. He sucks up to the other side. He's not for you. He's not for Texas. He's not for the United States. He's for the other side. But we know that about Ron Nirenberg now. But there's a lot of other people out there that believe the same way he does. Well, the Castro boys, Julian and Joaquin, they think the same way. They were raised by a mama who hates that place. It ought to be in Mexico. You're on Mexican ground right now. No, ma'am, we are not. We are in Texas first ground, Texas, as the Republic of Texas. And we then decided to join the United States of America. But no. No, this is Texas country that you're in. So if you want to be on Tex- on Mexican soil, go that direction a few hours. Go that way for a few hours, and you can live on all the Mexican soil you want to. But as long as you're right here, you're not living on Mexican soil. And as long as I'm alive, you won't be living on, a Mex- on Mexican soil. This is Texas. And uh, thank God for those brave men. Who that time, March 2nd, 1836, stood up and said, no, we are a Republic of Texas. It is also Ash Wednesday today. What would you think of the Iowa governor last night? That's Governor Kim Reynolds. I, I, she gave the, um, you know, the rebuttal to Biden's speech. I, what was interesting to me, <laughs> there were more Democrat rebuttals to his speech than Republican rebuttals. She did all right, I think. I mean, you know, she looked good, sounded good, and all that stuff. She pointed out last year's chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal, which Joe didn't do. He did not honor the 13 uh, military members that he got killed over there. Not even a moment of silence, not even a mention, not even a moment to stand there and say, we lost 13 this year in Afghanistan. No, no, no. And keep in mind, by the way, Joe then retaliated for the losing of the 13 by killing a family with a drone, including women and children in a car. So he didn't bring up any of that stuff last night. She also said this is not the same country that it was a year ago. The president tried to paint a different picture here tonight, but his actions over the past 12 months don't match the rhetoric. It's not what he promised when he took office. No, it is not. In fact, inflation is out of control now in this country, clearly out of control in America, and getting worse by the moment. Now, he said last night that he has a plan to deal with inflation. He said, I have a better plan to fight inflation, lower your costs, not your wages, make more cars and semiconductors in America. More infrastructure and innovation in America, etc. Well, let's see. We're talking. About, while he was saying that, oil hit one hundred and six dollars a barrel. As of right now, oil futures are at one hundred and ten dollars a barrel, and climbed even higher while he was speaking. So, yes, the gas prices are going to go higher today. Hope you filled up this morning. Consumer prices were at seven and a half percent in January. Went up seven and a half percent in January, the most since nineteen eighty two. At the producer level, they went up 9.7%. That is the highest ever. On average, American families are paying $385 more a month under Joe Biden. Do you hear that? On average, American families are paying $385 more per month under his policies, under his presidency. So he can get up there all he wanted to last night and say everything's great and America's headed in the right direction and we're doing all these wonderful things and unicorns are flying out of my nose all over this room in here. He can do all that he wants to. 
But you and I, we have to go put gas in our vehicles, and we know the truth. And you and I are going to go by the HCB or the Walmart to grab some chow, and we know the truth. And you and I remember a couple of years ago when you could get a water burger, a drink, and a fry for six bucks or somewhere around there, and now you're going to pay about 13, 14 bucks for that. You and I know the truth. He can tell all the spew and spout all the lies he wanted to like he did last night. But the fact of the matter is, his policies have made life much harder in the United States, not easier. Taking your calls on the other side, Dennis is up next with the cars last year. One-third of all the inflation was because of automobile sales. Oh, yeah. There weren't enough semiconductors to make all the cars that people wanted to buy. Oh, yeah. And guess what? What? Prices of automobiles went way up. Yeah. Especially used vehicles as well. Mm. And so we have a choice. What's that? One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. Which is what you're doing. I think I have a better idea to fight oh, inflation. Oh, oh, what's that? Lower your costs, not your wages. <laughs> He's a total dippet. <laughs> I left out a word. Uh, uh, I left out a letter. He's a total dippet. <laughs> okay. Did you watch? 210-599-5555. Good morning. Welcome to Ash Wednesday. 210-599-5555. Did he say anything there about increasing your wages? No, he did not. That's the answer, rhetorical question. So his policies have brought the worst inflation that we've had in over 40 years, and we're living through it right now. I lived through the last time, and it was Jimmy Carter, the last mumbling, stumbling fool we had as a president. And now we got a mumbling, stumbling fool who's cognitively challenged, reading a teleprompter last night. Guys, he doesn't write any of this stuff, okay? Stuff's written for him. They wake him up. Hey, Grandpa. Yeah, you got ice cream for me? Uh, yes, we'll have ice cream for you as soon as the speech is over, okay? Come down here, and you're going to walk in room. There's going to be a whole lot of people there. We're in here. There's going to be a lot of people in here. Yeah, and you walk in and just stand there, and what's in front of you, the words are in front of you, you just read those, okay? Okay. That's it. When I get a cookie. <laughs> you missed a step. Oh, what was the step? It was good morning, Grandpa. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Come here, let me stiff your hair. Good. So, anyway, um, he gave the uh, State of the Union address last night, which he said it was great. The State of the Union is great. State of the world's wonderful. You know, Putin has circled around Kiev, but he's never going to win the hearts and minds of the Iranians that way. Uh, uh, so, here's the deal. Uh, you, you really want, what you want to do just picking up on what Chris just played about inflation. What you really want to do to deal with inflation, then, is you want to increase wages. But you see, he can't say increase wages. He couldn't say that, could he? And why couldn't he say that? Because with 2 million illegal aliens that he allowed to come in the country, that is suppressing wages for the working class in our country. That's called economics. That's how it works. Under Donald Trump, he was controlling the border. And with the border being controlled, he didn't have all this cheap labor coming in. Look, he's Joe Biden is in the pockets of the big business kahunas that have uh, that, that spent all that money on his campaign. So he's got to pay him back. He's paying him back right now with cheap, 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 cheap labor that's coming across the border.
And so what does that do to everybody else? Well, you well know. Wages go down. And as the prices go up, because of his failure with those boats that didn't make it into this country and supply chain issues, well, I, I got a plan. I got a plan to deal with all this. And none of it, none of it, none of it worked. It did exactly the opposite. So anyway, just some headlines here real quick. He lied all night. He never mentioned China. He never mentioned the 13 that he got killed in Afghanistan. He flubbed and he stumbled, but we're, we're used to that. At the end of the speech, he said, go get him. Huh? I mean, that was the last thing he said. He ended the speech, and you know, he always ends with, and I, I do respect the whole, you know, God bless our troops. That's a cool thing to say. But after saying that, Joe said, go get him. Go get him. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I understand like a coach who, you know, he's about to send the football team out, right? And he's go, go get them, boys. You know, that kind of thing. That. Okay, I get that. But that's not what he said. He said, go get him. Who is him? Somebody somebody help me out. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Who was him? Go get him at the end of the speech. Then there was uh, Pelosi's hand rubbing. Joe was talking about burn pits at war, that his son was there to burn pit war. He, got, he had to bring Bo up. Had to bring Bo up. Got to, got to get Bo in there somehow. And uh, while he was talking about Bo, Nancy Pelosi stands up like it's not a cheering moment. It's, it's, it's not like we're the greatest nation on God's green earth. Everybody stands to cheer. That wasn't that. He was talking about there's burn pits and, and war. And my son Bo was was one of those at a burn pit. And she stands up like she's going to applaud. But instead of applauding, she goes up real slow. Do you remember the Wicked Witch? And how she was bent over. And how she went rub her hands together. <laughs> well, Pelosi does that, but except not her hands. She rubs her knuckles together. <laughs> so you'll see the picture of Pelosi standing behind him, rubbing her knuckles. Oh, back and forth. Feels good after you've had a fifth of vodka. Rub your knuckles together. Try it next time you have a, a vodka. Rub your rub your knuckles together. It's a really cool thing. It feels really good if you do that. If it, it, while you're drinking vodka, because she was doing a drinking game back there. So while you're drinking vodka, just rub your knuckles together. It's kind of a. It feels really cool if you do that. So she did that, and uh, so it was just a. It was a nutty night full of lies. And I've got. I, I made a bunch of notes, and I'll go through some of those as we roll forward this morning. Uh, feel free to jump in here anywhere you want to at 210-599-5555. Other major thing, of course, was the primary voting. Here's some headlines. I'll just get you some headlines from that, too. Uh, Abbott won easily, handily, more easily than I thought he was going to based on the interviews that I did here, based on your response to those interviews, based on the things that I was reading and you were saying, and based on the polling. But Abbott just walked away with it, 67% of the voter thereabouts. And then, of course, uh, Trish DeBerry won on the Republican side for county judge easily, handily, wasn't even close. Sakai and Menjarez are going to go into a runoff on the Democrat side for that. You got the, the big money, power, power people are behind Sakai and Menjarez. They're going to owe some people some favors if either one of them win. It's Democrat-controlled. It's a Democrat city. It's a Democrat county. 
and there's people on on both sides that are going to flush them with cash to go up against Trish DeBerry. So if you're concerned and you want a Republican in charge of Bear County, you better get on top of your game. Cuellar and Cisneros going to go to a runoff as well. We've talked about that. Dan Patrick easily wins lieutenant governor on the GOP side. Paxton and Bush are going to go to a runoff. Let's go to phones. Hey, Johnny, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Good, good. Go get him is probably to him. It's Let's go Brandon, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I would have respected him and enjoyed that speech a whole lot more had he said that. <laughs> At the end of it, had he said, and God protect our troops, let's go Brandon. But no, that's not what he said. Let, go get him. Whatever that. Who, who is him? Do you know, Johnny? Uh not off the top of my head, no. Yeah. It could be anybody. I, you know what? I don't think Joe knows. Yeah. Hey, quick thing. I'm in the cold country of Pennsylvania where it's nice and snow and cold. I can't wait to get back, but yeah. I'll tell you, there's many, many Trump signs still in on the sides of barns yeah. and on uh, billboards. You bet. So, let's go, Brandon. All right. Thank you, Johnny. Bye. Appreciate your call from Pennsylvania this morning. Thanks for checking in. Uh, check in from wherever you are. Love to hear from you. James, you're on KTSA. Good morning, James. Yes, good morning. Well, Biden got through the speech. I don't think he's rather proud of himself. So when he said, go get him, he meant the guy with the milk and cookies. <laughs> go get him. <laughs> go, get my, go get the guy with the ice cream. Go get the Mr. Softy man. I finished. <laughs> Where's the ice cream man? Go get him. All right, Andrew, go ahead, man. You're on. Yeah, Trey, I think what he's talking about is I think it was his handlers hollering in his earpiece saying, go get him off the stage. Yeah, well. <laughs> go get him. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Andrew? That might have been up on the teleprompter for somebody. You know, Think about that. No, seriously. No, yeah. Elaine, I'm serious. Chris, I'm serious. Andrew, I think you got it. Yeah, buddy. I think you got it. it that was on the <laughs> teleprompter. For one of his handlers to read that off the teleprompter, that was like one of those things you're not supposed to read. And he does it. Joe does that all the time. He reads the stuff you're not supposed to read, right? And so, you know what? You're right, Andrew. That was on the teleprompter. For you know what it was? It was on the teleprompter for Pelosi and and uh, and Kamala to see behind him for them to go get him and get him out of there quick. Go get him off mic. It's the speech is over, Andrew. You did it, yes, man. Sir. You solved the mystery. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. You did it. So you get your own show next week, Dennis. Or gets his own show next yeah. week. Yeah. Or it could have been a note from the speechwriter to you know, like a pep talk. You know, like a, you as you pre-read the well, speech at the end. Go get him. I I, exp- I I explained that if he would have said go get um like e m e m go get him, then I get that because you know athletics. That's way. Go get him, boy. Go get him. <laughs> but that's not what it was. It was go get him so andrew's right it was go get him off the stage you guys huh not talking about putin that was earlier in the speech putin nah he wasn't talking about putin that that's what andrew had it andrew nailed it it was all about go get him off that stage right now drag him out of there by his shoelaces if you have to but you get him out of there so he doesn't say anything else that's good thank you andrew 210-599-5555 it, 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 did he say go get Putin? No, because because to him it would have been go get the Putin. 
All right, uh, 210-599-5555. Wagner Hall at Custom Homes heard from John Torres yesterday. You know he's ready. He's ready to meet with you and start planning your dream home, your custom home, whatever it's going to look like, whatever you, you want it to be. If you've got a piece of property anywhere around here and you're ready to start building on that piece of property, your home that you've always dreamed of living in, Wagner Hall at Custom Homes, John Torres and his team, they'll sit down with you and start dreaming with you right away. They don't come in with some sort of preconceived notion about what your home should be like at your home. They're ready to build it for you the way you want it built so you'll be happily ever after in that home that you build with Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. Attention to detail and excellence in all that they do. That's how they live their life at Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. Give them a call today at 210-625-8212. Well, the AccuWeather forecast doesn't get any better. Beautiful and lots of sunshine today. High near 75. It's com. Go get him. God bless Texas. Yeah. Won't be the last time today you hear that song on this show, God Bless Texas. Get it, boy. Man, that's so good, ain't it? Hmm? All right, so it is March 2nd on this day in 1836. It's when those brave, brave men said, we're not part of Mexico anymore. We are the Republic of Texas. We declare our independence from Mexico. And it made that little drunk down south, tyrant guy, you know. He was upset about that, so he was bringing his troops up here anyway, and he got after it. and He met his Waterloo, so to speak, just east of here, not, not far. But God bless Texas. God bless the souls who died at the Alamo in the fight. And we remember it well here. And if you don't like the Alamo, and if you don't like the fact that this is Texas first and America second, and if you still believe this is Mexico, drive south about four hours, five hours, and put your butt in Mexico and live there. If you want if you want to live in Mexico, it's down there. It's not here. Oh, did I hurt your feelings? Huh? Rosie, did I hurt your feelings? Joaquin, did I hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. John, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Trey, for all of the newbies here in Texas, uh, we had a gift a while back that was Henry Guerra, and he did a, a, a radio presentation called The 13 Days of the Alamo, and it got lost, and I think I heard it ended up in the possession of K-Loop Radio. Do you know anything about that? Oh, do I know about the show? Sure. I knew Mr. Guerra very well. I knew the show very well. And it was aired on our competition every year for thirteen the 13 days leading up to the Battle of the Alamo. Do I know where the where it's, you know, who's got it, who, you know, in their possession? I do not know, John. Um, I don't know where it ended up. I don't know who's got it. Um, I wish I did. I wish I had recordings of it. It was a... Well, you know, it was it won many, many, many awards as, as it should. Henry Guerra was an amazing man. Well, I'm I'm sorry that um, we can't hear it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Have you looked online for it? I have a hardline phone. Ah, well, it might be online somewhere, or somebody's going to let us know. Thank you, John. I appreciate the call. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Fill up this morning. Fill up this morning. Oil prices. 
while Joe was speaking last night. How's that go for you, Joe? <laughs> while Joe was speaking last night, oil prices climbed to $110 a barrel and more. They're going up right now, so fill up this morning. By the way, Fox Business News has a story this morning. If you want to check it out for yourself, Fox Business News. The average American family is spending now, under Joe Biden's administration and the stuff he has done with inflation, $385 more per month. Per month. On average. And it's a direct result of his policies. Everything that he has done. The failure of this administration. You weren't doing that 14, 15 months ago under uh, Donald Trump. You're doing it now under this guy. And oil prices are climbing. Well, but that's because in the Russian-Ukrainian war, that's why the oil prices are climbing. No, we were already up a buck without the war. But tell me why we are still paying Vladimir Putin $70 million a day for oil. The United States, you and me, we're buying his missiles. We're buying his bombs. We're buying the jet fuel for Vladimir Putin to kill the innocent people in Ukraine at the tune of $70 million every day. $70 million a day. During the seven days of Putin's war against Ukraine, we've sent him close to half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. Now, Biden says he's crippling Vlad with sanctions, but we're giving him $70 million a day. He's making more money on his oil by waging his war with a peaceful neighbor. Because he's driving up oil prices. So Vlad's making more money killing innocent women and children. That is a fact. Biden entered office. He immediately killed off the American pipeline, American oil pipeline. He turned around and approved Putin's pipeline, the Nord Stream 2. Biden killed the energy independence that we enjoyed under the Trump administration. Among other things, he canceled lucrative oil leases. And for what? We're still using the same amount of oil. But instead of getting it from ourselves and paying ourselves... We're getting that oil from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela and primarily Russia now. 22 million barrels a month. And I'm going to give you a warning real quick on this. And we'll take a break for the news. We'll come back on the other side. He mentioned last night he's going to open up the world oil reserves. It is sinister. It is dark. It is Dr. Evil stuff he's about to do with the oil, folks. And let me explain why. He's going to open up the reserves along with other nations around the world in this Green New Deal, get rid of fossil fuels, this war on fossil fuels. Going to use up the reserves and not replace them. So when the day comes that you don't have oil, you can't buy gasoline and all the service stations, gas companies are going out a bit, you know, can't go to Bucky's and load up with all those pumps there. He's just going to raise his hands like, oh, well, guess you better buy a Tesla. Or, no, he's not going to say Tesla because he can't bring himself to say Tesla. Even last night, Elon had to, had to tweet because Joe mentions Ford and GM and electric cars. And he doesn't mention the number one electric car manufacturer on planet Earth, Tesla, who's employing 50,000 people in his own country in the United States to make Teslas. He didn't even mention Tesla last night. He can't. Why? why? That's, that's another story. But the reason why, quickly, briefly, is that Tesla's not a union shop. So Joe won't even mention Tesla. He doesn't even think about Tesla. 
He thinks about Ford and you know GM and all the others that are union shops, but Tesla is not a union shop, so he doesn't he doesn't recognize them. But the bottom line is, he's going to empty out the reserves and not replace it, and you're just going to be oh well, via via, it's the way to go. Look, you're a buppet now. That's what's going to happen. The, one of the worst things in the world he could do right now, when we're on the precipice of World War III, on the precipice is open up the oil reserves. All right. We'll get an analysis of all this and more. Okay, Mas, coming up next, uh, uh, John Hayward is going to join us right after the uh, news break here with Dennis Foley. I want to tell you about our friends at Stevens Roofing. Number one roofer in this part of the country is Stevens Roofing, and there's a lot of great reasons for it. They're great at what they do. They offer you a free roof inspection right away, right off the top, man, a free roof inspection. So you don't know what's going on up there, right? And we had a cold winter. We've had those freezing nights. We had that ice and that ice, when it freezes in between the joints up there on the you know the, the shingles and everything, it expands and pop, and now the shingles pop apart. So you may have some damage up there, and you don't even know it. And that's why Stevens Roofing is going to give you a free roof inspection. Just check it out. And if you've got a problem, they'll talk with you about repair or replacement. If you don't have a problem, they're going to tell you that too. Just find fine people over there, reputable, reliable, family-owned, and local. That's Stevens Roofing. Speaking of family, Stevens has your family covered. 210 785. Finally together again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we got a lot to say about that, too. Good morning, 638 KTSA. Trey Ware here. Good to have you with us. 210 599 5555. Before we get the expert analysis from John Hayward of Breitbart, let me just say this. The drive ride to end hunger, smoking it over at KTSA.com. Just click that red donate button, smash it. We're at $6,790 right now. Thank you. Please, let's keep it growing and going all the way through this week. Let's finish strong this week. $6,790, and thank you for everything that you're doing. You know, it's, it's the 50s, it's the 100s, it's the... It's the 200s and all that stuff, but if you got 10, if you got 20, 25, whatever you can do, man, please give to the folks at the food bank. They're feeding 90,000 people in Bear County every single day, and thank you very much uh, for what you're doing. For those getting up early to go into work today and uh, skip their workout and who have been asking me if I'm going to ride today, <laughs> yeah, it's Joe mentally declined, yeah, I'll be riding a little bit later on today. And so, um, what else? Is there anything else I wanted to hit on? No, I think that's it. I want to get John Hayward in here from Breitbart.com, expert analysis on the state of the whatever that was last night. Good morning, John. Good morning. I'm sure some of us are probably surprised to find out we stand with the Iranian people, uh, as President Biden said last night during one of his, his little mental breakdowns. But uh, we're going to have to deal with that. We stand with the Iranian people now, so, uh, you know, go around, I guess. Uh. I mean, I don't want to be accused of treason, which seems like that's what happens to anybody who disagrees with Joe Biden or points out that he's full of pea soup. You know, mm-hmm. he was. You know I think, though, there are a couple of things in the speech that, that stood out. And besides the brain farts and the absolutely bizarre antics of these ancient Democrats, these doddering wrecks, I mean, Joe Biden is, is a million years old, but so is Nancy Pelosi. And watching her bounce around like a malfunctioning animatronic at Disney World, you know, is just hysterical and scary. These are the people that run the country. You know, these are the people that have power. And they're, they're nuts. They're lunatics. And they're, they're ancient doddering wrecks in the final stages of various forms of senile dementia. And they also were locked into this kind 
kind of ideological dementia where they just can't give up. They want to pick your pocket. They want to rob the private sector. They want to crush American industry. They want to wipe out the American middle class. They can taste it. They can taste that victory right now. And watching them just salivate over how much money and power they're going to seize in the time they have left before they get obliterated in the midterm elections is just nauseating and scary. And it should firm up your resolve to resist them. But I think that the distinctive moment for me in that whole speech, the thing that really summed it up, was this one bit where Biden said it was time to do something about border security. What? Right. <laughs> you're, you're Joe Biden, you're the guy that opened the doors. You're the guy that waved in the hordes. He, he's been doing everything he could to get illegal aliens across the border as fast as possible. Uh, can we have an update, President Biden, on your investigation of those Border Patrol agents who you said were whipping illegal immigrants? Remember that lie of Joe Biden's, that, that ridiculous, despicable slander that endangered American law enforcement agencies? Not a peep about that tonight. I guess that investigation's over, huh? I mean, it's just so classic Democrat and so classic Biden that he lies so fluently, so easily, so absurdly, and he knows the media is not going to fact-check him. He lies about President Trump's tax cuts. It's a lie. It's not an opinion. It's a demonstrable lie to say that it all went to the rich. It's a lie, lie, lie. And the fact-checkers, where are they? Eh, They're sleeping in this morning. You know, they got nothing to say. Well, okay, so he did lie all night, and we are used to his stumbles. I mean, that's just something that he does. You know, a couple of glaring things to me. Number one, he never mentioned China. Not once. They are our biggest uh, enemy right now. They're trying to take us over. They're destroying us around the world. They're in bed with Vladimir Putin. They are helping to fund what's going on in Ukraine right now as we speak, and Joe Biden didn't call him on the carpet for it. So he, you know, it, to me, and we're, I got Peter Schweitzer coming up next hour again, but you know, to me, he's in the pocket with China, and he's beholden to China, and he can't call out China because of his son, because of him. He's the big guy, ten percent, because of all you know, all their ties with China. So he never mentioned China, and he never once mentioned the thirteen that he got killed in Afghanistan, nor the family that he killed with a drone in Afghanistan. He never mentioned them at all, John. Right, and I, you wouldn't expect him to, obviously, but it stands out that he didn't, that he can't, that he has to pretend Afghanistan didn't happen. That was the defining moment of his presidency. That's what history is going to remember Joe Biden for, was the Afghanistan disaster, the abandoned Americans, the murdered family that he eradicated because he wanted to look like a tough guy after terrorists hit it. It's so despicable and disgusting, and it, it defines him. It defines the current crisis. Russia would not have made the moves it made if it hadn't sized up Joe Biden in the Afghanistan debacle and realized exactly what it's dealing with, and they judged him absolutely correctly. Even the Ukraine part of his speech, which I guess people emotionally say, yeah, yeah, Ukraine, we don't want them to to get murdered by Russia, so we're all behind the Ukrainian people. But even that part of the speech was ridiculous and littered with falsehoods and just hilarious whoppers, like Biden comically trying to pretend he's some kind of a leader. He's not. He gets up every day at noon and finds out what the Europeans are doing and just falls in line behind him. One of the things he announced during the speech was that he's going to ban Russian airplanes from America in airspace. Well, Europe and, and Canada and the United Kingdom, they did that uh, several days ago, Sunday. They all did that on Sunday. Canada's been warning Russian planes out of their airspace. On Tuesday morning, the Europeans begged Biden, begged him to, to close his airspace to Russian airplanes. And on Tuesday night, the State of the Union, he announces he's going to do it, and he acts like it was his idea, like he's some kind of leader. He's not. You know, he's not at all. He's just this doddering old man following behind other people that are calling the shots on Ukraine. Well, he's waking up every day, or they wake him up every day and bring him down stairs and and they show him what's happening that's it and then by eleven thirty, they call a cap and he goes back upstairs and he goes back to bed and that's where the man stays so a speech like last night
night, they wake him up and they, you know, take him into this big room full of people who are yelling and screaming, and he just reads what is there, even to the point at the end when there's a note that's not supposed to be read. It's obviously to somebody up there, maybe Pelosi, although I doubt it, maybe Harris, maybe, or maybe somebody else is standing around there, but the note that was not supposed to be read said, go get him, and he read that at the end, go get him, which, which meant go get him off that stage now. But, but also, you know, I, I'm just, that, that is kind of what I'm thinking. Right? Yeah. But, but doesn't that, uh, you know, maybe that was meant to be like encouragement to him, like, go get him, Joe. No. But if you're in the middle of a face-off with a, a deranged nuclear-powered dictator and the end of your State of the Union is go, go get, get him. him. I mean, doesn't that seem a little risky? I, I mean, that, I don't know if that was that was smart. Here's, here's the difference, John. Go, and I thought about the whole go get him thing. That's go get E-M, go get them, like them, go get them. But that's not what he said. He said, go get him. And he stressed the H-I-M. So that was clearly a note on that teleprompter for somebody, go get him off that stage right now. And you know what? He's not serious about anything he said last night. Number one, he said, it's time for us to be a nation. Uh, I've spent more time trying to unify us. Oh, really? Wasn't he the same guy that was in Atlanta a couple of months ago saying that anybody who disagreed with him on voting is a general crow racist wasn't it him that said that oh by the way he's still spending 70 million dollars a day for vladimir putin's oil so he's not serious about it. he's a completely unserious man and i gotta I tell you that. the the my, my last thing is, is chuck schumer standing up to applaud and cheer at, at, at a, a non-applaud moment having to sit right back down and nancy pelosi rubbing her knuckles together like the wicked witch of the east you're right. These people are old. They're dried up. They don't have a brain left, and they're in charge of America. Oh my God! And, and it's just a party that's out of gas. It's a party that's out of ideas. The only solution they can ever think of to anything is pick your pocket, take more money, take more power, and then stop complaining about whatever disaster we're creating. And that whole speech was full of that. The Democratic Party is absolutely moribund. They they might as well be from out of the 1920s. I mean, there's nothing they said that's that's not outdated by 50 years or more. And that's scary. You know, it's scary that they have still a few months. They're going to get wiped out in the midterms. They're not going to be as dangerous anymore after that. But right now, they still have a few months to do a lot of things to you and your family before they go. And they're going to take that opportunity. Including emptying out the strategic petroleum reserves and not refilling it. And so we're going to watch that happen. Um, One consonance from last night is that many of those faces that you saw applauding him last night will not be sitting there next March. So that's a good, that is a real good thing. Uh, I got to go, but let me ask you first, um, how long does Vlad keep this up and where does this go uh, from here? We're now hearing and seeing on social media, Russian troops crying. They thought that they were going into military exercises and now they've been forced to go into this war. Apparently this is Russian troops saying this. I mean, obviously, they're going to get themselves killed by by Vlad for saying this, but they're on social media crying and saying, I never knew that this is where we were headed. I'm killing my cousin. I'm killing my uncle. I'm killing my best friend. Because these are families that they're after. And besides that, our tanks and our armored uh, personnel carriers and everything are out of fuel. We're sitting here out of fuel. So does Vlad, you know, ramp it up even more like he's seemingly doing right now by carpet bombing uh, this morning he hit a police station there in Kharkiv does he continue to 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 ratchet it up or does he back yeah. away or what happens 
no, he can't back away. Putin's very survival depends on him getting something that looks like a win out of this. So he can't back down right now. He's going to escalate a lot more civilian casualties. We saw that on Monday. Monday was really the day. Sunday, Monday, it started to turn. And the Russians got much less persnickety about civilian casualties. So they started just showering cities with rockets. And we can see closer bombs hitting civilian areas. It's a war crime for anybody. So, I mean, they're, they're going to do stuff like that to try to buckle the Iranian resistance. And I think the next election point will be this weekend, you know, like maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If the Ukrainians are still standing and fighting after this new bloody phase of the war, that is going to make another round of recalculations happen. And maybe some kind of negotiations will happen before that. It seems like maybe Putin's hesitating on a couple of the doomsday options. And there are, there's word of talks going on on the border, the border uh, with the Ukrainians and Russians. So maybe they will hammer out some kind of a ceasefire before the real bloodbath begins. But it's going to make a big difference if the Ukrainians are still on their feet in three days or so. John Hayward, as always, thank you, John. Thanks very much for having me. John from uh, Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero Year One and every Wednesday here with me on KTSA. Primo Processing is your place for the finest in meats online at primo-processing.com. Are you sick and tired of going to the grocery store and not finding your favorite cuts of meat? You sick and tired of walking in there and going, oh, not again, an empty shelf again? Well, look, protect yourself against all the empty shelves at the grocery stores by going straight to primo-processing.com. Primo-processing.com. Primo Processing. As I've been telling you for a long time, in fact, I was talking to a guy over at the Barbecue Outfitters yesterday. He said, I got a deer in the freezer. I need to get processed. Ah, I said, take it down to Hondo and Primo Processing. They'll do the best job of anybody processing your deer or your, your beef or whatever it is that you need to get processed. But right now, maybe you're not in that game. Maybe you don't hunt. Maybe you don't have beef that needs to be processed, but you got you got hungry mouths to feed. Well, Primo Processing can fit the bill there, too. If you just go to their website, you'll see their list of all the USDA-approved meats that they have available that they'll box up and send to you or to somebody that you love if you're thinking about a gift. Be a cool gift for somebody up north that you know who's got a birthday or a celebration coming up to send them a a box of meats from Primo Processing right here in Texas. Primo Day. 50 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Besides the brain farts and the absolutely bizarre antics of these ancient Democrats, these doddering wrecks, I mean, Joe Biden is, is a million years old, but so is Nancy Pelosi. And watching her bounce around like a malfunctioning animatronic at Disney World, you know, it's just hysterical and scary. <laughs> I've seen those before. <laughs> they have one they have one of, of of johnny playing the pirate and, and yeah no i'm serious it's in the pirates of the caribbean now and 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 one time i was there and it totally lost it it's like smoke coming out of his ears you know and he's flying around, flying around do you remember lost in space with the robot danger da- yeah that's what he's describing in the Democrats. That's totally awesome. Okay, a quick thing. Uh, 13 days. John, 13 days are on uh, YouTube. I know you don't have YouTube. You just have a phone. You, you mentioned that, but you can go to the library and watch it all day long. 13 days of the Alamo. This is the day that America or that Texas declared its independence from Mexico. Thank you to County Commissioner Jen Crownover. $50. Thanks for all you do, she says. One of the true hometown heroes of San Antonio. And they truly are over at the San Antonio Food Bank. She just gave 50 bucks, So now we're up to $6,840. The drive ride to end hunger. No way a kid ought to go to bed hungry in our community. No way a mom or a dad should have to choose. Do I turn lights on? 
Do I pay the water bill or do I feed my baby? And the San Antonio Food Bank, with your help, and that's the only way they can do this, not only your cash, but by going by one of our drop-off locations or by volunteering at the food bank, they can make it happen to the tune of 90,000 people a week. 90,000 a week. One dollar from you is seven meals. So please help. Just go to KTSA.com and smash that big red donate button. And thank you so much. Please. It'll raise billions of dollars. That's why I propose closing loopholes for the very wealthy who don't pay a, who pay a lower tax rate than a teacher and a firefighter. So that's my plan, but we have to go more detail later. I'm going to grow. We will grow the economy, lower the cost of families. So dumb. So what are we waiting for? Whoa. I'll call you back. Whoa. I have to help these guys. Whoa. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. No, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by he's so dumb. He's just dumb and always has been, by the way. That's why he's had to plagiarize everybody on the planet to get where he is in politics, because he's just dumb. He always has been. This is not anything that has anything to do with his recent mental decline, which is clear. His cognitive decline is is out there for the, for the entire world to see, and I'm sorry that you know he's representing our country, but no, it's so dumb to say to American business, I'm going to zing you with the highest tax you don't ever seen because you, you, you American businesses, you're not paying your fair share. Really, Joe, coming from somebody who's never been in business, somebody who's never had to keep the lights turned on, somebody who's never had to pay an insurance payment, Somebody who's never had to deal with HR restrictions that you're putting into place like vax mandates and all that nutty crap. Somebody who's never had to make a payroll and worry about whether or not you can make that payroll. Somebody who's never had to pay all their employees and the light bill and their electricity and all the insurance and the huge amount of attorneys that we all have to own now. Those of us who are in business have to have attorneys to keep us safe from all the lawsuits that you're creating, Joe. You've never had to do that. You've never had to walk away from a business without a paycheck, without drawing a dime out of that business because you had to pay everybody else first. You've never had to do that. You've never had to go home empty-handed, even though you're the business owner. You've never had to do that, Joe. You've never had to take a risk with a business to keep a business open, to help a community grow, and to help the people in that community pay their bills. You've never had to do that, Joe. So why would you understand what it's like to be a business owner, to have the most powerful man on the planet say, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you with those taxes. I'm going to raise taxes on you like you've never seen before. Well, we can go through the millions of ways that business owners pay taxes. Everything that a business owner pays for pays taxes somewhere. That's why I say he's dumb. Every dime, every penny that a business owner pays, pays taxes. Uh-uh. They aren't writing a check to R.S. No, but whoever they are giving that money to or paying that money to is writing checks to the IRS. Time and time and time and time and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. You see, because when this company pays me, I pay a lot of taxes. And then I turn around and I go buy stuff. That's how the economy works, Joe. 
I buy stuff, and whoever I buy stuff with, they're paying taxes, and they're paying people who are then going and buying stuff. That's how the economy works. So when you say to businesses, I'm going to hit you with a big tax increase, you know what those businesses say? And he said this in the same sentence. Chris just played it for you. It's not right that those businesses are leaving America. Well, guess what they're going to do, Joe, when you hit them with a tax increase? The same thing they did prior under the Obama administration, prior to Donald Trump. They left America. (laughs) We have the highest confiscatory tax on business anywhere on the planet. And because Donald Trump brought that down, those businesses started to come back. Now, you are saying you're going to raise those taxes on those businesses again and send them right back out of the country. And I know where you want them to go. And I know why you have a war on fossil fuels and you want to collapse fossil fuels and the American car industry that depends on fossil fuels and everything else. Because you're so wrapped up in China and your family's so wrapped up in China. And Peter Schweitzer's going to be here in a half hour to talk about it. But your family's so wrapped up in China and you're so wrapped up in China, you think we can live on Chinese solar panels and nothing else we won't need fossil fuels if we just have solar panels all across the country and that again shows how dumb joe biden is so as of right now 61 percent of americans say according to yahoo news a left-wing news organization a joe biden apologist yahoo news 61 percent of americans say we're off track in america we're on the wrong track under joe biden democrats one-third of democrats one-third of Democrats were on the wrong track. Majority of Republicans and independents. His approval on key issues, Chinese coronavirus, created. He lied all night last night. He had flubs and stumbles, but we've come to expect that out of him. Never mentioned China. Never mentioned the 13 brave Americans that his dumbness got killed in Afghanistan. Never mentioned Afghanistan, of course. Pelosi's hand-rubbing at the end, go get him. Go get him. No, it wasn't go get him. I thought it was too. But I watched it a million times now. It's go get him, which I think our caller earlier had it right on the money. That was a note to somebody. Go get him off the stage. Joe Biden came into the office, wings of eagles, man. He had it made. He was handed a working vaccine, a distribution plan for the vaccine, Handed an economy that had been placed into an artificial coma in order to prevent the spread of COVID, but it was about to rebound in the V. He was handed a stable foreign policy. He was blessed with the unending bounty of media coverage that loves him. What did he do with all that? Joe Biden has presided over the worst 14 months of any presidency since the Civil War, and by the way, he created it. Lincoln didn't. Issue after issue. Joe Biden's not only wrong, he's aggressively wrong on purpose. He's not merely foolish. He is a stubborn old fool. He became president with one goal, to enshrine himself in history as a great leader. It's all he's ever wanted. 50 years in the business, it's all he's ever Just put president in front of my name. Well, he's got it. But now we have a country where our enemies don't respect us. They don't fear us. In fact, they laugh at us. They think we're the laughing stock on the planet. He promised stability, that he'd be the adult in the room. He's acting like a little child, whining, temper tantrums everywhere. He withdrew from Afghanistan, and what is the worst thing, foreign policy flub, we have flub, disaster 
that we've ever seen. No actual strategy, no apparent reason for getting out the way he did. Destroyed a country which we had spent our treasure and our blood, thousands of lives, trillions of dollars, and he handed over to Islamist barbarians. They blew up 13 American service members, and in retaliation, what Joe did was blow up an innocent family in Afghanistan, including seven children. And now you've got millions who are starving over there, and we are now sending money to rescue the millions who are starving in Afghanistan. They're being sold into sex slavery. Terror groups are reconstituting so that they can blow stuff up here again. He cut off the key, uh, Keystone Pipeline, and he greenlit the, uh, the Russian Nordstrom II, which handed the power and the money to Vladimir Putin so he could go into Ukraine and kill innocent civilians. Here on our borders, he ushered in the greatest wave of illegal immigration in modern history. In his first year, two million border, two million illegal aliens come in the country. And on the northern border, he stood with Justin Trudeau as the dictator of Canada who has frozen the bank accounts of truck drivers who just want to live free. The economy, he's turned a historic recovery into a chaotic nightmare. We haven't seen this for four decades, 40 years. We haven't seen this. Inflation has not been a problem in our lives until now. So the life savings and the dreams, the jobs of millions of Americans going away. And we face stagnation with more than $30 trillion in debt. I don't have to talk to you about crime. You see it every single day. On the news, you hear about people getting shot here. You hear about cops all over the place dying on our streets. He's made nearly every aspect of our society much worse. He promised us unity, and he did exactly the opposite. So, Joe, no. The state of our union is not well under Joe Biden. The state of our union is in really bad shape under Joe Biden. And with what he said last night, it'll only get worse under Joe Biden. That's why in November, you call it the red wave, you call it a tsunami, I don't care what you call it. But in November, the turnout of conservative Americans has to be so overwhelming that whatever they try to cheat with, and they're going to try to cheat, they're going to tinker with it, probably mail-in balloting. But whatever they try in the midterms, the red wave is so overwhelming that it absolutely decimates the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has got to be decimated in this country. It has to be taken down by the gigantic red wave moving across this country. And the midterms in November are the time to do it. In fact, we'll talk a little bit about the primaries from yesterday when we come back. we got the phones up at a 210-599-5555. It's Ware and Rima. Heard from Sean yesterday, getting a little bit better day by day. So hopefully he's going to be back here with me very, very soon. we tell you about my friends over at Alamo Water Softeners. These are the folks that have the highest quality water treatment systems available. And right now, when you purchase a select top-of-the-line water softener, a plus-one filter, and a reverse osmosis system, you're going to get a free standard gas or electric water heater while supplies last. I was their first customer back in 2009. Bought my water softener from Alan Townsend when he told me, hey, I'm going to start this company. And I said, build me the first one. And they did. And since then, I've got the whole home, uh, premier whole home bundle at my house. Here's a great thing you can do today. Make an online appointment with one of their Alamo Water Softener whole home specialists. Get a free water analysis, and they will make helpful recommendations that are customized for your home. 
It's your time to take advantage of bundle pricing right now. Save a ton of money, and if you want to finance it, 0% interest, same as cash for two years with approved credit at alamowatersofteners.com. Alamo Water Softeners providing you the best value and the highest quality water treatment available. That's alamowatersofteners.com. So the AccuWeather forecast, just a gorgeous day today for whatever it is you're going to do. Beautiful and sunshine and 75. And right now it's one. Go get him. Go get him. Go. Go get him. It needs to be got. Have you ever heard of studying in and in so weirdly, so strangely in your life? Go get him. Because, you know... Vlad is encircling the city of Kiev in Ukraine, but by golly, he may have the capital city of Ukraine circled, but he's never going to win the hearts and minds of the Iranians. <laughs> no, I know. Look, we've come to expect this from Joe, but we shouldn't, right? We, we shouldn't just say, oh, that's Joe. You know, whatever. Slough it off. That's Joe. Goodness gracious. No, I screw up, Dave. No, he's the president. No, he asked for this job. No, he's expected to carry through and do a good job, and he doesn't. So, no, no excuse. Hey, well, you know, the Ukrainians and Iranians are the same. No, you can't excuse this stuff that he's doing, folks. He needs to be held to a higher standard. He's the president of the United States, and he's not up to the job. And if you're not up to the job, leave. Get out. And he's clearly not up to the job. Hey, so let's break this down a little bit, you and me on the phones, at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. What you think about the primaries? Abbott won easily. Wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, seriously. 67% of the vote. Allen West second with 12%. That's not even, they're not even in the same stadium, much less on the same field. Abbott ran away with it. Okay, so your comments on Abbott running away with it. I heard from so many of you as I was uh, interviewing everybody involved how much you were going to turn out for West and for, I heard uh, tons of people for Huffines. Even Prather, you know, I heard so much about all these other guys, but none of them got any traction at all. It was a clear going away win. Greg Abbott, I mean, if it was a horse race, He's crossing the finish line, and they're just leaving the blocks. That's how much 67% is. It's huge. Because keep in mind, that other you know, 30% was divided up among how many others were in the race. So, tons. So, no, it wasn't even close. And, of course, we knew it wasn't going to be close on the, on the O'Rourke side, the Democrat side. The, the, you know, he doesn't really have a challenger. So. Okay, and when you talk about county judge... Went even close with Trish DeBerry and Nathan Buchanan. Uh, Trish walks away with it. 63% of the Republican vote on that side. Now, the Democrats will have to go through a runoff, and that runoff is coming up May 24th. It's Peter Sakai, Ina Menarjes, uh, and that's going to be pretty interesting runoff. Um, they both have the backing of some very strong uh, Democrats and big-money Democrats in Bear County. 
The one that I'm not surprised at all, and I was telling you yesterday, it's going to go to a runoff, and that's Cuellar and Cisneros. Cuellar and Cisneros. Would have never been a runoff. Would have never been an issue. She would have never gotten that close. Had the FBI not gone into his house two months before so that she could build uh, commercials out of it. And folks, I just think there ought to be an investigation launched into what's going on there. Uh, No, listen, I'm not defending Henry Cuellar. He may be as dirty as the day is long. That's not the Henry Cuellar that I've talked to on the air, but he might be. I don't know. There may have been every justification in the world to check out what was going on inside of his house. But two months before the primary election, and the competition makes all these commercials. Competition that's weak. That's a that, that's a, a socialist communist, which is what the Democrat Party has become. And I think that's why that's happening, by the way. The so-called traditional moderate Democrats are gone out of that party. Tulsi Gabbard is speaking at CPAC. Henry Cuellar is fighting for his political life. Those are the moderates. Henry, you'll be you'll be safer and better off if you just join the, the Republican Party, I think. But uh, here, here's somebody who's a no-name, who is as left, if not further left, and nobody really knows what she's about, than AOC. And AOC and Elizabeth Warren come down here and pitch for her, and they play the FBI tape over and over again. Well, yeah, she's, she's right there in a runoff. But why did the FBI choose then to go into his house two months before? It's just a, you know, it's one of those things. It's politics as usual. Dirty, 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 dirty. Dan Patrick, lieutenant governor, easily. Paxton and Bush in a runoff. Um, who you got on that one? Paxton and Bush. Runoff for May 24th. What what we want to try to do is get all these folks that are in these runoffs, we want to try to get them in the studio with me so we can have some sort of debate back and forth. And so we'll talk about that. Uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll, you know, Elaine's going to get after it. And if anybody can make it happen, it's Elaine. If anybody can get that done, it's her. So we'll see. Jackie Cannon said she was disappointed with the low turnout. 40,000 showed up yesterday. Did you vote at all yesterday? 100,000 voted early, so she was very disappointed in that. All right, so we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll let Dennis do the news, and then you can tell me on the other side what you think about all that. Did your guy or gal win, lose, draw? How did it all come out? Your thoughts about that coming up at 210-599-5555. While Dennis Foley does the news, hit me up, 210-599-5555. I get the pleasure of seeing my friend Martin Bamba this coming Saturday. Going to be over at Safe Showers, but i got to tell you about Window World Windows. Martin Bamba and his family, about 75 years in business in San Antonio, that's, you're not going to stay in business 75 years without treating a whole lot of people right. And that's that's the number one order of business at Window World. We're going to treat you like family. And I know that personally because I bought windows from them. The thing about Window World, if you want to do the whole house, that's totally fine with them. Or if you just want to do a handful, that's not a problem at all. Volume pricing means you save thousands of dollars much more than you will with anybody else that you're thinking about buying windows from. And I know that I did the research, okay? They're the industry-leading warranties as well. All the color options in the world you can imagine with AAMA certified master installers. And right now, 
You can get 16 months, zero down, zero payment, zero interest with approved credit at windowworldtx.com. It's windowworldtx.com. And on the phone, windowworld 210-766-SA.com. Russia at war with Ukraine. Get the latest and stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, so it's 736. Trey Ware on KTSA a few weeks back. I visited with Peter Schweitzer about his book, Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich, Helping China Win. And I know many of you logged on and bought the book. Many of you who did not, you need to. You need to read it, Red-Handed. American Elites Get Rich, Helping China Win. And there's Joe Biden shaking the hand of Xi Jinping. Well, amazingly so. Of course, we know about the the Biden family. We know he's the big guy, 10% for him. But did you know, according to the New York Times of all places last week, Joe Biden's administration has been sharing U.S. intelligence with China, who then turned around and shared it with Russia. Peter Schweitzer joining me back here on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Peter, great to speak with you again. Always great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. It's a big mess. Big mess. It it is. And uh, I think there was uh, certainly no clarity last night in the State of the Union address. Um, You know, Beijing, which is our chief rival on the global stage, which is aiding and abetting uh, Russia in its move into Ukraine, uh, can apparently do no wrong. And the posture of the Biden administration has been to make excuses for China's conduct uh, at, at best, uh, at worst, to simply ignore what they're doing. Uh, the intelligence sharing issue you mentioned is uh, is one of them. The other one is the Biden administration just recently announced they're ending a program started in the Trump administration uh, to investigate uh, the extent to which scientific research in the United States is being shared with China illegally. Uh, that program is now going away. You know, I there is no way that Joe Biden, well, maybe he doesn't know because I'm not sure what he actually is cognizant of in the world right now, but there's no way that his administration, the people that are running this administration, did not know when they were sharing for three months at least our intelligence with China about Ukraine that they didn't know that it would be immediately shared with Russia. Everybody knows that Russia and China have an incredible alliance that is even stronger now than it's ever been. Yeah, I mean, they've been, the last couple of years, uh, Putin and Xi have been signing a series of cooperation agreements um, that uh, basically are going to help Russia uh, find markets in China um, when something like what's happening now takes place, which is uh, the Western world trying to cut Russian mar- access to the Western market. Now they can just sell to China. So you're exactly right. And here's the problem. When you share intelligence with China, uh, that we have on Russia, very sensitive, top-secret information, and they share it with Russia. Now our two chief rivals, which would be Russia and China, um, not only know what we know about Russia, but they also have insights into the methods, the techniques, and the technologies that we are using to monitor the Russian military. So they can make adjustments. China can make those adjustments. Russia can make those adjustments. So this is not just a case where, okay, we're sharing the information, too bad China didn't do something good with it. It actually benefits both of those powers because now they can make modifications uh, to avoid detections or at least know what our intelligence services are using and looking at when they're monitoring Russian conduct. How stunning was it to you that there was no mention of China last night in the State of the Union address? None. 
Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's remarkable. Um, even in the context of what Russia is doing, uh, the problem is China has been quite open. Um, you know, in the United Nations, they're abstaining. They're not condemning what Russia's done. Uh, they have made comparisons in a way between their situation with Taiwan and Ukraine, arguing that um, they have an even better case than Russia does. Uh, and the fact that all the sanctions that are being placed on Russian companies uh, can be sidestepped because China is refusing to participate or cooperate in the boycott of Russia. So uh, it, it is a massive blind spot. In my mind, it goes to the heart of the problem, which is that the Biden family is compromised. Yes. Uh, and I think they're compromised because you look at the commercial ties. We talked about them last time. The Bidens have received some $31 million. It came from four Chinese businessmen that I name in the book, and those four businessmen are all linked to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. So this was not a random event where they just happened to stumble across some deals in China. This was a concerted effort. Beijing calls it elite capture. They do it in other countries, and they're doing it in the United States, and they're being very successful doing so. Well, on the cover of uh, Red Handed, not only is there Biden shaking hands with uh, Xi, but there's LeBron James and Bill Gates. And I've mentioned this before. One of the reasons I think that China gets a, pa- a pass, and you bring this up too, is the money. Um, all the money that they spend with these organizations. LeBron James, uh, as an example, with the NBA. And, of course, uh, the clothing and whatever that they uh, sell that's made in China. A lot of it being made in sweatshops by slave labor. But they won't mention that we, we have a, a coach here of the San Antonio Spurs. He's revered in the in the sporting community. But he's quick to trash conservatives in our country with his mouth, but he will not criticize the slave labor or the human rights abuse uh, that we know is going on in China. Won't say a word about that because why? Because the NBA pulls about 8 to $10 billion a year out of China. That's right. I saw a reference uh, the other day to research that indicates that there are probably more English-speaking NBA fans in China than there are in the United States, you know, because obviously more Chinese are learning English. The point being, that's the future growth market. Um, and, and my view is, look, if you're going to present yourself as some sort of paragon of virtue that LeBron James has done, that Popovich has done, Steve Kerr and others, um, that's fine. You can do that, but at least be consistent. Right. And when it really shows up and matters the most, is if it's actually going to cost you something. Right. Um, you know, in, in other words, if, if you're going to just sort of denounce somebody that can't do anything to you, that's not going to impose any cost on you, that does not carry a lot of weight. The question is, a guy like LeBron James, who not only has the big deal with Nike, he has his own shoe lines in China that are sold to the Chinese elite. His media companies have cooperation and, and joint venture agreements with Chinese state-owned media companies. Um, that's a real test right there. And and he has failed it consistently. As I point out in the book, LeBron James has been doing this for more than a decade. Uh, The crisis in Darfur, where hundreds of thousands of black Christians in the south of of Sudan were being massacred by a government that was backed by Beijing. Uh, There was a petition drive and an effort to denounce the Chinese government back in 2007, 2008, LeBron James refused to participate. Right. So you have a clear example of massacre taking place of black Christians, and he has no interest in saying anything about it 
because he's got all these commercial deals that he's signing with them. I'm going to let you go here in a minute, but that's always been my issue with Popovich, and I've called him out very publicly here on the air. He will you know, call America a country of, of, of white supremacists and, and how awful slavery was in our country, and we're terrible for having uh, ancestors who, uh, who were involved in slavery here in this country, but he will not say one word about the everyday slavery that's happening in China right now. And look, I got no problem with you calling out slavery and what happened in the past in this country, yeah. but as you said... Yeah. Be consistent, you know. So, um, and, and that's why I suggest, I highly recommend Red Handed by Peter Schweitzer. Before I let you go, real quick, um, just wondering where you think this Ukrainian thing goes with the Russian connection, where it all ends, and is he going to move on Taiwan anytime soon? Uh, great question. I think that um, Ukraine, uh, Putin has massively miscalculated. Um, he saw the West as weak, which he was right about. That's really, I think, what precipitated this. But he un- underestimated, obviously, the resolve of the Ukrainians. Um, I think he's going to have a hard time letting go. This thing is going to drag on uh, for months, maybe years. I think the situation in Taiwan is that Beijing really wants to take Taiwan without having to fire a shot. Uh, they are looking for an opportunity to avoid a war because they don't want problems that come with it. So I don't anticipate that China's going to move on Taiwan, but they're going to continue to squeeze them and intimidate them uh, and, and effectively make them a vassal state without actually putting troops on the ground. Look That's it up, folks. Their goal is. Look it up. Red-handed Peter Schweitzer. Peter, uh, I welcome you back anytime. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much for having me, Trevor. Appreciate your time. All right, so it's 745 now at KTSA or Saudi Dental. Boy, great folks at Arsadi Dental started this about 40 years ago. Lou and Debbie Orsati. That's how it began, right over here off of San Pedro. And now they've got one of the most beautiful practices, uh, staffed with most amazing people you're going to find anywhere. Four outstanding dentists, highly qualified, trained at the University of Texas. Their son, Matt, is one of those fantastic dentists, and they've got a great crew there. So regardless of what the situation is with your teeth and your gums right now, Maybe you just need some maintenance done, you know, the six months cleaning and let's do the, uh, uh, just uh, look at them and make sure everything's good. Or maybe you're thinking about cosmetic stuff. You want a big, beautiful, bold, white smile for the summer months. You're going to be outside. You're going to be hanging at the pool, maybe at the coast. You want to make sure that everything looks good, including that beautiful smile. They can do Invisalign where they can straighten your teeth. They can whiten your teeth. They can also replace missing or broken teeth. They do do all that in the comfort, safety, security of their own office right here at Orsati Dental. Phone number 210-47. That's so awesome, isn't it? We go back to this day in 1836, and that's when those brave folks downtown San Antonio said no. We are no longer a part of Mexico. We are the Republic of Texas, baby. God bless Texas. We're Texas first, the United States after that. And uh, th- for those of you who believe I'm, I'm on Mexican land right now, you stuff it. <laughs> if you think this is stolen from Mexico or if you think this property still belongs to Mexico, there's the border, baby. Get all that you want. Have at it. It's right over there. You can have all that nonsense you want. But this is Texas and the United States of America. And, yes, I'm proud of it. And I don't back up from anybody for being proud of it. Oh, well, Trey, you just show your patriotism a bit too much. No, I don't. No, what we need is more people to feel that way and more people to step up and say that. So are are you impressed or not by the turnout voting yesterday? I just got some some numbers. Republican turnout appeared to be pretty good yesterday, pretty high. Uh, Jackie Callanan said she was not happy at all with the overall turnout. 
But uh, the numbers that I'm getting that I'm seeing now in Republican turnout looks looks pretty good. 210-599-5555. Sean is still out but getting better every day, so we look forward to his return here. The drive ride to end hunger that I do every year. This is our fourth year of doing it. It's just I can't tell you how overwhelmed I am by your generosity and what's going on with this and how you're giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And thank you so much. I, I'd like for us to hit ten grand by the end of the week. We're uh, banging on the door of seven. Um, I think we can get there. It's going to take all of us coming together. But one dollar buys seven meals for people. And we've got 90,000 people a week, millions every year, like 74 million every year in Bear County that go hungry and that rely on food from the food bank. And it's nothing they did. It's not their fault. And so if we can, if we can help, that's why I do this every year. We try to do maximum, maximum donations every year. It's really easy. Just go to KTSA.com, KTSA.com, and there's a donate place there. You see it in the upper right-hand corner. Just click on that. There's a red donate button. If you'll smash that and do whatever you can do, I, you know, 10, 20, 30 bucks is great. Some have done 500. Some have done 1,000. I mean, some of you can. Some of you business owners can do that and, and challenge other business owners, right, other businesses around. Some of you are in civic groups, and you can help out as well. I know a lot of you civic groups got all your civic stuff, and your hands are full with all that. Well, here's an easy way to do it. You know, everything from Lions Club to church missions groups and everything else, if you can do this, it goes directly to feeding the kiddos right here in Bear County. And I thank you so much for doing that. KTSA.com, and the uh, link is up on the uh, upper right-hand corner. OJ, hit me. What's on your mind? Hey, brother. Um, about your Texas comment, you know, um, a proud Texan also. And, um, you know, one thing I wish is that Americans would love their country the way Texas love uh, the way Texans love Texas. Yeah, <laughs> right. That'd be a nice thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. I'd go for it. <laughs> I'm with you, OJ. Yeah. yeah, it it really is uh, a little more pride in in uh, not only Texas but pride in our country, and then living with that pride. It's it's one thing to say; it's another thing to live with it, right? Oh, definitely, most definitely. OJ, thanks, man. I appreciate the call. Have a good day. Hey, Pete, what's going on? Hey, you know what? I'm going to back up OJ there. You know, you know, Texans, we love Texas a lot. You know, I wish Americans would love their country just like the Ukrainians love their country, and that's why they got my respect big time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You see what's going on in Ukraine. Everybody's taking a gun, getting uh, getting involved, doing civic duties, and fighting for their country. Uh, you know, it's something that we need to do over here. But, hey, um, I got a question for you. What do you think about Pete Sakai? Because I'm not very impressed with Trish Dewberry, and she won yesterday. What I think of Pete Sakai, I'll, I'll let you know more. I think he was a pretty fair judge, I think, in his rulings and the things that he did. Because um, um, I, I, I might vote for him in November. Well, and I, I'm a Republican. I understand. No, no, I hear you. I understand. I, I have a hard time voting for anything that's got Democrat on it right now, Pete, because I think it's just a corrupt organization, uh, the Democrat Party you, you overall. I agree with that. And, yeah, we agree. And I, I have a yeah. real hard time throwing any support at all behind any Democrat at the moment because it's because of the corruption of the Democrat Party. Um, yeah. Why, why don't you like Trish? Uh, I just believe that she's been there too dang long, and I just, you know, I just, I, I just get a bad vibe about her. I figure she's been oh. in in politics way too. Well, long, here's here's something it, for you. Uh, yeah. Elaine is putting I this up there right now. Sakai is backed by Viva Politics, and that's George Soros. 
Oh no! Gotcha. Yeah, Elaine, Elaine's writing yeah. that up. Right. She, they they had him on in the afternoon on Jack's show. So Viva Politics, Joe, Joe Gonzalez, and he are backed by Viva Politics, which is George Soros' money. So there you go. That's oh, that's no. what I'm saying. Uh, you know, not, I might be forced to vote for a If you go with if you go with a Republican, uh, of course they're not all perfect, right? And and right. Uh, you know, there's there's enough problems to go around with, with with all of them. But you know the corruption that's in the Democrat Party. It's in your face every day. Yeah. Every day. That's true. And was 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 yeah. on on every television screen last night. Peter, I got to jump and run, man. Thank you. I appreciate your call as always. Oil prices, one hundred and ten dollars a barrel. They surged to that last night while the president was speaking about lowering oil prices. <laughs> that and so much more coming up. Plus your calls, where in Rima next zero zero two to our fellow Ukrainian Americans who forged the deep bond that connects our two nations. We stand with you. We stand with you. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Yep. Where in Rima? Agreed. 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA no. and FM 1071. I have to agree with the president. That's right. I'm agreeing with President Joe Biden. I have to agree. There is no way that you are going to win the hearts and minds of the Iranian people by encircling Kiev in Ukraine. If you're going to win the hearts and minds of the Iranian people, you need to encircle Tehran. Put a big circle around Tehran. Then you can win the hearts and minds of the Iranian people. They're tired of the mullahs too, by the way. You can't win the hearts and minds of the Iranians by going into Ukraine, according to Joe Biden. Joe, you're right. You're right. Yeah, fi- finally something that y- you and I can connect on. You and I have the same thoughts about. But I-, I-, I would, if I was going to win the hearts and minds of the Iranian people, I wouldn't encircle Kiev in Ukraine either, my friend. So we're fo- we- I finally agree with the president. Something. I've been looking for something. Good morning. It's Warren Rima. Uh, Sean is off. He's getting better every day. Look at this headline over here. Russia foreign minister warns a third world war will be nuclear and destructive. Are you buying off on this whole thing that he's just, go, you know, Putin's gone a little bit crazy. Now that Putin's gone a lot bit crazy. We can talk a little bit about that. 210-599-5555. While Biden was lying, Biden, Biden was lying to us last night, oil went up to $110 a barrel. So the oil markets are loving the stuff, the lies that he spread around last night. And you're going to love it, too, when you pull in to fill up. On average, Americans are spending $385 more per month. Some more. On average, American families more per month under Joe Biden than they were under Donald Trump. Oh, but we're going to be okay, he said, in that spooky little, let me sniff your hair whisper. We're going to be okay. I mean, it's kind of like when you watch one of those horror movies and the the, the horror guy is standing on the other side of the door or he's hiding in the closet or he he calls, you know, and he goes, we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. You know what I mean? It's going to be okay. It's like, Joe, you belong in a horror movie. Uh, hey, 
actually, your White House is a horror movie. Small business owner and uh, Biden's policies. Uh, we're talking about the costs to small businesses under Joe Biden going up 600%. Electricity is 20% higher now under Joe Biden than it was under Donald Trump. Hey, if Joe Biden is serious about clamping down on Russia and the whole Ukrainian thing and kicking Vlad out, and I'm going to get after him with the meanest sanctions in the world, first of all, Joe Biden failed because, hey, Vlad and his boys are in Ukraine right now, and Joe said, I'm going to keep him out, man, because he's never going to see anything like this before, man. I, look, Corn Pop was a bad dude, and I dealt with him. I just put up a chain, man. I hit Corn Pop right between the eyes. I got rid of him. I won't get rid of Vlad. He's never going to go in there. He knows He knows what's going to happen if he goes in there. Boom, boom, boom. Explain to me why, if Joe Biden is a serious president, serious about getting after Russia, why are we paying Russia $70 million per day for oil when we could be drilling in our own country? Explain that. Hey, David, good morning. You're on KTSA. What's on your mind, man? Hey, Trent, as long as me and you can agree on one thing, I think if we can rub it in with the bear, all the uh, the bear liberals, I think if we can convince them, as long as Texas remains red, there's nothing Bear County Democrat liberals can do, man. So well, that's, how I, that's how I'm going to rub it in on that. that. That's true, except, David, that they are um, – they they really are pretty destructive here in Bear County. I mean, they they have this really obsessed. Uh, it's a perverse obsession with with turning Bear County into San Frantonio. You've heard me call it that, right? San Frantonio. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I know. I know what you mean, Trey. And, and, and you know, they they put uneducated people in office. Hey, man, that's the way they want to live. That's the way Bear yeah. County wants to do it. Yeah. More power to them, man. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Now, you want to know what they're calling homeless people now? Because, you know, in the woke world, you can't call somebody homeless. You can't say you're a pervert if you're a dude and you put on a dress and you like to wear girls' makeup. You're not a pervert. You you just, you know, you're actually transgendered. You can't say those things. You have to live by the lie that they lay down. Live not by lies. Look it up. Live not by lies. You have to live by the lie that they set out. So men can have periods, according to people here in Bear County that are running the show. Men can have periods. Yeah, sure they can. Men can have babies. Sure they can. Live not by lies. So here's their latest lie. There's no such thing as homelessness. doesn't exist. No, we got rid of the homeless problem just by this. We changed the term. It's no longer homeless. They are unsheltered. They're unsheltered. That's what they're called now, unsheltered. Mark, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Hi, Trey. Hey, last night, you know uh, uh, you know when you teach a, a dog a trick, and then he does the trick, and then you're like, good boy, good boy, <laughs> yeah. and then he hand him the treat? That's that's what I the impression that I got from last night. Yeah? Just the fake cheers, the fake... Uh, oh, of course. It was just... Yeah, yeah. You know, Joe got his ice cream before bedtime. So oh, that's what it meant by go get him at the end. When he said go get him, he meant go get the Mr. Softy guy. I need my ice cream. Go get him. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Yep. What a mess. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate your call. 
210-599-5555. I'm going to take her after the break, Elaine. Uh, Trish, I'm going to take you after the break. i got to make the break, but I because I, if I take you now, I'll be cheating you out of time. I don't want to talk to you. Trish DeBerry is going to be coming up after the break here. So let's uh, let, let's find out what's on her mind. Uh, and I'll continue to take your calls at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Trish DeBerry up after the break to talk about her win last night and what she got to do to beat the runoffers, um, the others that are going to be in a runoff. And anything that you want to talk about concerning all of that, jump in here. Feel free. We'll kick it around together here on KTSA. Okay, went to Barbecue Outfitters yesterday. That's over on 1604, outside the loop, right at, just past military, just past military drive. Um, Get off at military, and boom, on the right-hand side up there, go past through military, the light, and it'll be on the right-hand side. What a place! (laughs) Barbecue Outfitters, man. (laughs) If you are a griller, or even if you're not, if you've got somebody on a gift list that loves to grill, or even if you don't know the first thing about it, you go to Barbecue Outfitters. Because this is a culture of, of people over there that love hanging out together. They love to talk grilling, and they're going to show you how to cook the best in your grill. It's that time of year, right? You want to cook outside. It's much more fun, much more enjoyable to be cooking outside than inside. And Barbecue Outfitters has everything. I mean everything you need. Here's what I want you to do. Go by there and see them. Talk to Steve or any of the guys in there and say, Trey's got the Trayware Tech Infrared Grill. Just ask to see the Trayware Tech Infrared Grill. This is a masterpiece of technology that will revolutionize how you grill. I promise you it'll revolutionize how you grill. Now, if you're a pellet person, they got tons of pellet grills, tons of them. The top of the line, uh, the, the best made, and all the pellets to go along with it, too. Or, you know, if, if you're looking for anything when it comes to grilling, Weber, yeah, they got a big green egg. Yeah, they got that, too. Everything in the world that you need, including the spices, to spice up your afternoon, too. That's Barbecue Outfitters. You can look them up at bbqoutfitters.com, located 1604 in Chavano Park. AccuWeather forecast, beautiful and sunshine today, high about 75. We're at 45. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Thank you, Danae. Danae just gave $100. So now we're up to 6940 to feed the kids and the families of San Antonio and Bear County at the San Antonio Food Bank Trayware's Drive Ride to End Hunger. Thank you so much. Just go to KTSA.com on the right-hand side. Click it. It'll take you to a place where there's a big red donate button. Smash that button and give away $1, seven meals. People in San Antonio going to bed hungry or making that choice. Do I pay the light bill or do I feed the kid? I'm not making that up. It's absolutely true that that's what goes on, and it shouldn't. So please help. Uh, KTSA.com, right-hand corner, you find the button, just smash it, and whatever you can do, man, whatever is much appreciated. Thank you. Ellen, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Trey. Thank you for taking this call. I missed old Hunter last night. Where was he? Hunter Hunter Biden is, I think, hanging in China. Uh, he understands there's really good food over there and a, and a few people that he'd like to have meetings with, I believe. I, I think that's probably where he was. Either that or, or out soliciting uh, donations by, with his uh, great artwork. Well, he might be at a strip club soliciting yeah. something else. But, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, according to what we know about Hunter, that's probably – I would lay my money. I'd bet odds. I'd take odds. That's where he was. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss him one bit, though, Ellen, I'll tell you. Thank you for the call. 
Uh, David, you're on KTSA. What's up, man? Yes, the only concern I have is should the Republicans take the majority in the House and the Senate, will they reverse the errors of the Democratic Party, or will they just leave them in place and go along to get along? Because you got to give the Democrats credit for one thing. In one year, they managed to get across two impeachments against President Trump without no pushback from the Republicans. That's right. Every time the Republicans have been put in power, they fumble the ball, they don't carry through. And I'm going to tell you, if they don't do it this time, if they win in the midterms and they don't carry through this time, they're done. You can roll it up and smoke it when it's gone because there won't be a Republican Party. Hey, Jim, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, I was just calling because I'm a Republican a Republican that lives in Cuellar's district, and I'm like concerned that uh, Cisneros is an uh, AOC clone. Now, now it was getting close, but they just have to receive over 50% to take it, right? Uh, and, yeah, that's correct. Because I'm getting... A friend of mine just texted me from, I don't know what side it was, but that it was showing that Cuellar had 50.6 percentage. No, it got to be 51. Uh, 51%. Oh, 51%. 51. Uh-huh. Oh, 51%. Okay, okay. So that means... So, so that means they're going to have uh, they are runoff, right? a runoff coming up at, at the end of May. Oh. That's right. You think you think he'll win? Do you think he'll win? <sighs> Man, I hope so. I, uh, Jim, I, I tell you, I, I, you know, I'm because uh, I mean, we really can't afford an AOC down here. No, you really can't. I you mean, really can't. I, I and, would and, prefer Cuellar as yeah. a Republican. Even though, oh, uh, oh, hundred percent. Let me tell you something, Jim. He would be better in the Republican Party. Okay. He would do better in the Republican Party, uh, just like Tulsi Gabbard is making that move right now. Henry Cuellar can make that move as well, especially exactly. since a lot of those border communities now have, have flipped Republican. They're turning red down there, man, because they see the ill effects of an open border. But uh, I, I, I'm hoping Henry wins because she is as bad or worse than AOC. I'm talking about mm-hmm. commies, man. Commies taking over the Democrat Party. And yeah. this whole thing yeah. about sending the, uh, the FBI in there and all that ju- was just absolutely the worst uh, trick I've ever seen in my life. All right. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Well, look who's on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Congratulations to Trish DeBerry. How are you this morning? I'm good, Trish. How are you? <laughs> are you walking 10 feet off the ground this morning after all the hard work you put in? Yeah. We are walking all 10 feet off the ground, that's for sure. You should um, be. I did not. Let me just say, I did not get up for my 5.30 spin class this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Um, 63%, man. Did you ever think it was going to go that well? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we felt good about things. We felt like we stayed focused on the issues that are important to people. Property taxes, appraisal reform. Uh, you know, I mean, really, when we look at the jail administration issue, you know, trying to take a crack at the solution uh, for that issue. I mean, I think like a small business person pulling people through post-pandemic economic recovery, we just felt like, look, we focused on the issues that we thought were important to people. Um, You know, I had an opponent that, um, you know, really talked nothing but negative stuff. And I think people are kind of tired of that. They want to know, what are you going to do for me? I'm willing to vote for you, but what are you going to do for me? Well, that's that's right. People want to know. What the first Republican since Cindy is going to do uh, to to hold that position, and so exactly what what are you focused on? Well, I said, like I said, I think we're focused. To, somebody asked me last night, they're like, well, "What would you do different than Nelson Wolf?" And I said, "You know, we're going to toe the line on spending. Um, 
you know, Nelson's done some good things. Uh, but we're going to look at, you know, tightening the purse strings. Like I said, we're going to stay really focused on uh, reducing uh, property taxes. People are being taxed out of their homes. Um, you know, people have to afford to live here. And so I think that cuts across partisan lines. Yeah. Um, you know, there, we talk to talk, but few people walk to walk. Yeah. You know, when I was on the court, I did get a property tax decrease. Um, granted, it was small, but we build upon that incrementally. Yeah. We go from homestead exemption at the county up to $5,000. We look at another taxing entity in the county, the Bear County Hospital District. We look to them for a homestead exemption. And then we go to the legislature, and we look at true appraisal reform. Right. You know, I, I, I hear from these uh, so-called movers and shakers here, and I hear from people that are, you know, kind of like the guys behind the scenes and all that, as you do. And I hear, well, it's it's not Trish, <clears throat> but a, a Republican can't win in Bear County. It's not going to happen for a Republican in Bear County to be able to win that position. It's just sewn up for the Democrats. And i got to tell you, Trish, I, I don't believe it because I, I look at this and I see, first of all, Sky and uh, Menares, and I – uh, neither one of them there are inspiring at all. And I know they're going to have a whole lot of left-wing money. I know they're going to have Soros money. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to have all that stuff that they're going to pull out to go against you. But what you're going to have, hopefully, what I'm praying for, is the largest red wave that Bear County has ever seen in the history of Bear County showing up to overturn yeah. what's going on in Washington, D.C. And that's going to help. Yeah. I think that's exactly the case. I was about to say, but we're going to see a red wave, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we think we saw some of that, even though everybody talks about the fact we didn't have great turnout regarding the primaries. Republicans were keeping pace. And that hasn't happened, you know, in a very, very long time. And Lord Trey, I wouldn't have gotten into this race if I didn't think, obviously, very passionate about this community, but that there was a path to victory. Right. I think it's rather ironic that Texas had its primaries with the State of the Union as a backdrop. I mean, we have very different opinions on the way we should legislate, what we need to be doing regarding Republican principles and values, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, less government, low taxes, all those things. And we got, instead, what are we looking at? We have 40% inflation. You know, we have 70 to 80 to 90 bucks to fill up your, you know, your tank at the pump. You know, and then we look at the crisis at the border, which is completely out of control. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think people are fed up. Yeah. Well, and, and primarily, too, Trish, and you know this, uh, the county judge plays a big, big part in attracting business, in holding business, and with business ties for the county. Mm-hmm. And you've got, mm-hmm. as your opponent, no matter which one it's going to be, both of them are anti-business yeah. folks. They're not, they're not <laughs> business-friendly people who want to make business better in Bear County, and, and that's exactly what we need. We need a smaller government, first of all, smaller yeah. county government, and we need a business-friendly uh, county judge. And neither one of those folks are business-friendly. Neither one of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you look at what is the differentiator for Trish DeBerry. It is exactly that, Trey. I'm a small business person. I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years. I know what it's like to sign the front of a paycheck and the back of a paycheck. I dealt with escalating health care insurance premiums every year. You know, when I look at the ability, if we've got a downsize or we've got to ramp up, I mean, as a small business person, you are constantly pivoting, evolving, and changing. You know, because that is what you have to do. And there is, there's nobody on the Republican side in the primary, and there's certainly now still no one on the Democratic side that has that kind of background. And I think that's exactly what we need in this seat. Um, you know, I think I was super effective as a county commissioner because I have 
pragmatic business sense. And I think people are tired of professional politicians. Right. They want somebody to go in and kick butt. Right. Well, and let me and let me just say this. I'm not trying to offer you any advice because you don't need any from me, that's for sure. But I am close to uh, conservative voices here in, in uh, this area, and I know them pretty well. Um, you know, what, what conservatives are looking for around here is somebody who is going to be staunchly conservative and not be mealy-mouthed or wussified and play the middle of the road to try to pick up a few uh, Democrat, Democrat off uh, cast-offs or whatever here and there. Somebody who is staunchly conservative and is going to represent the conservatives of this area and stand there in the in the line of fire i mean i do it every morning and i know what that feels like but and it some days it's not it's not easy to do especially in a mm-hmm. county like bear county but i can tell you that's what conservatives around here are looking for well i totally believe that too you know and the most difficult thing for me in running for judge or making the decision is because i had to give up my seat i hated that of because, course yeah you know i dug into the job i really enjoyed it in fact i loved it even more so than I thought I would, you know, but when you talk about conservative values, I mean, I think, you know, when I got on the court, there was not a learning curve. I mean, I got in there, I knew, you know, I was elected to be an agent of change because I hadn't had a business person, you know, on the court in a very long time. So people kind of were shaken up a little bit. They were like, geez, I mean, she hit the ground running. She's really asking some tough questions. I mean, they're not used to that. They're not used to saying, hey, right. 14 to $16 million in overtime at the jail. We're just going to say, okay. Yeah. That's a complete waste of taxpayer money. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Trish, I got I to gotta break for the news here, but we will have okay. discussions between now and then. So thank you for being on. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity. Talk yeah. to you again appreciate soon. the support of your you bet. listeners. You okay. bet. Take right. care. Trish DeBerry joining us here on KTSA, the winner from last night. I have to tell you about my friends over at Amogee Bank, man. Whew. That is family at Amogee Bank. Family. Family who cares about your family. Now, whether it's your personal finances that are important to you right now or your family business finances that are important to you, or it might be both. It might be a combination of the two. Your friends over at Amogee Bank will dedicate themselves to making sure that you get what you need in your prime business relationship, right? So if you're trying to grow your family business, you know that you're going to have to have advice. You're going to have to have people who can come in and be a friend and a counselor and a worker with you, and also somebody who's got the resources, the cash. It's able to back it up and able to do the things that are necessary to move your business to an all-new level in a family environment. That's the family at Amogee Bank. Why don't you get in touch with them today? That's Amogee N.A. Member FD. God bless Texas. Yeah. Russia at war with Ukraine. Get the latest and stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Go get my ice cream. Hey, got a big update coming up on the drive ride to end hunger. This is big stuff, man. And I'm just jumping up and down. So we'll celebrate here in a second. Maria, thank you for holding on. Thank you, Trey. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I just want everybody to to know and read the title of Texas and Mexico and the whole world. It's okay. in Psalm 24. Okay. The whole Psalm, Psalm? 24. The whole thing. Everybody read it. Okay. So they can know who owns Texas. Okay. That would be Texans. Thank you, Maria. Appreciate that. I hope you're not saying it's any it's somebody other than oh, it's God. Are you saying it's God that owns Texas? 
Oh, pues, you know it. <laughs> okay. Well, I agree with you there. <laughs> no argument for me on that one. 210-599-5555. It's Warren Rima. Sean's getting better every day, so he'll be back soon. And uh, meanwhile, you and I will share some time here. We'll kind of wrap up the rest of the half hour before J.D. Hayworth slides on in here. 210-599-5555. Okay, let me share with you the good news, and then I want to take more of your calls here in just a couple seconds. Okay, here's the good news. Drive right in. Hunger's going on fourth year. And uh, we, it's, it's an amazing thing to see San Antonio come together, right, and, and take care of other people that, through no fault of their own, you know, is less fortunate, and they, they cannot afford a meal. And um, it, it's hard to believe that that happens in a city like San Antonio, in a county like Bear, in a state like Texas. You know, you just, you're shocked. But it's true. I've met the folks. I've seen them. We've talked. And they really do depend on the San Antonio Food Bank. And if the food bank is not there to provide the meal, then the folks don't eat. And there's nothing harder, i got to tell you, because I've seen it, there's nothing harder than looking into the eyes of a kiddo who doesn't have a meal coming. And what's even, well, I will say there's one thing harder than that. And that's looking into daddy's eyes. And daddy doesn't have any food to give the kiddo. And it's just, whew. Wow. And so the San Antonio Food Bank is here, and they, they feed uh, about 74,000. No, it's 90,000. Feed 90,000 people a week in our area. This is not nationwide. I'd believe that number nationwide. Here, 90,000. So, thanks to your generosity, the, the numbers keep piling up. Arturo Machado, $100 just now. Arturo, thank you, thank you, thank you. Jeff and Rita Reed just made a donation in, uh, in the name of their dad. $100 donation in the name of their dad. There's a little place you can make a comment there on the page, and it's so easy to do. So, right now, we're at $7,000. $140 for the San Antonio Food Bank. $1 is seven meals. Think about the impact that you are having if you just give a buck, much less 10 or 20 or 100, or some can do 500. Some businesses, I'd like to challenge you, you know, to do 500. Uh, maybe challenge other businesses in your business, in your field, to come along and, and help feed people. And I know you get asked for stuff all the time. I know that. But the reason I got involved with the food bank was Nancy and I were looking for an organization a a after the kids passed away, you know, to, to give money to. What do we do? You know, we're, we're, we give money to our church. That's that's done. But we wanted to give, you know, we wanted to give elsewhere as well, and to devote some energy and my voice. Now all over the world, a caller earlier this morning from Pennsylvania, but lend my voice to an organization. But I don't take that lightly. When you hear these sponsors that are on the show, oh, they're checked out. Oh, they're investigated, and oh, I do business with them. <laughs> so when I tell you Stevens Roofing is a great company, that's because they work on my house. When I tell you Alamo Water Softeners is an awesome water softener, it's because I have everything Alamo Water Softeners offers in my house. I don't play around with that. I don't play around with you. You are super important to me after doing this almost 50 years, and I'm not going to come here and tell you about somebody 
who's a ripoff artist or who doesn't do what I say they do. And in all the years I've been doing this, I think there's been a handful or less of sponsors I've told them to go away because they wouldn't do what they wanted me to tell you. Well, it's the same way with, with charity organizations. Like when we do Raul Jimenez every year, we raise money for them so they can feed people. It's because I go and I see. I know what they do when they feed people downtown, or lately we've had to deliver it, but I know the impact that they're making. So I have no problem standing here and saying, please give to Raul Jimenez. Well, the same is true of the food bank. You can go look them up yourself. But 2%, 2% is our operating margin, which means that's $0.02 cents out of every dollar, which means $0.98 cents of every dollar feeds people. And that's why I can say a dollar buys seven meals. So I sure could use the help. And I want to thank our sponsors, too. The sponsors are there on the, on the webpage. We have drop-off locations at the webpage as well. If you want to drop off some canned goods, that would be awesome. But the main thing that I want to try to do is raise as much money as we possibly can together. And it's not me. It's you. It's us coming together to raise as much money as we possibly can. So I'm not going to belabor the point anymore. I just want you to know that they are doing outstanding work, and they will be outstanding stewards of your money. And thank you very much for giving. KTSA.com, and uh, the link is on the right hand of the page. All right, Sam, lay it on me. What's up? Hey, the big red wave that you were just talking about, you know, um, Abbott got uh, one point something million. The re- Republicans in the gubernatorial race, uh, 1.8 million. Uh, the Dem- uh, France has only got just a 900,000 uh, total of 1.2 million. So I think the red wave is definitely there. And uh, I-, I was just curious, uh, how come NORAD didn't uh, detect uh, all those missile launches towards uranius all right man thanks i appreciate it uh sam 210-599-5555 um the 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 red wave is probably on its way i'm telling you right now that it's going to take that it's going to take something so overwhelming that no matter what the tinkering is behind the scenes with mail-in ballots and they're going to tinker with them guys they're going to do ballot harvesting it's about in the midterms coming up in november that whatever you want to do, if you want to turn, you know, turn it around and make a big change, it's got to be so overwhelming that whatever they're tinkering is is totally ineff- rendered completely ineffective. And that's possible to do. And then my message to every Republican that I talk to, and you know I'm not a party guy, right? But the Democrats are a corrupt party of communists. So every Republican that I to- to talk to, I'm telling them, if the, if the people put their trust and faith in you, you better not let them down because you're going to get rolled. It's going to be over. And so I'm hoping that people will stand up and do what's right. we got to do it. Hey, Danny, what's up? Yes, yes sir. Uh, after that, uh, Biden and Harris and Pelosi made a fool of themselves on stage. Uh, then CNN came on right after and were giving so much praise. <laughs> I love the way that state representative uh, from Iowa came up and uh, – got things things straight the way things should be yeah uh, i hope everybody saw that yeah yeah no you're right you're absolutely right they made fools of themselves so much last night first of all with all of joe's lying right and then him stumbling and all and look people and thank you danny for the call people can make all kinds of excuses for joe all day long that they want to make but there's no excuse okay he's the president he is held to a higher standard 
So the Mumlin, Stomlin, Fumlin, Mushhead stuff that comes out of his mouth is on him, and yes, we should hold him to a higher standard. Well, it's just Joe. You know, we come to expect that from Joe. No and no. He's the president. Act like it. Speak like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. Quit lying. Stand up and do what's right for this country. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I know what CNN is going to say. Nancy Pelosi getting up and rubbing her knuckles together. Did you see that? Rubbing her knuckles together? I'm just guessing that must feel good when you're on a bunch of vodka. Try it next time you're drinking vodka. Maybe that feels great. Stand up and rubbing her knuckles together? Wasn't even a moment of applause. She just stood up and started, hey. And she really did look like the Wicked Witch of the East. She really did. Rubbing her knuckles together. I mean, the whole thing was a farce. The entire thing. And the speech was packed full of lies last night. All night long. Never mentioned China. And never honored those 13 American souls that he got killed in Afghanistan in August. The least he could have done was commander-in-chief. Taking a moment and honor those 13 dead soldiers that he got killed. All right, quick break, 210-599-5555. Well, I've had Wes Bunch on the past couple of days. We've been talking about uh, the fact that cyber threats are off the charts now. In the past two weeks since Russia has begun this move on Ukraine, he has definitely seen an increase in cyber threats from Russia. And we're talking about against businesses and against individuals as well. So Wes has a whole list of things that you uh, should be doing with your company to protect your company because these threats are real from Russia. And sometimes they take down a complete business and, and turn off the lights at that. I mean, turn it off. I mean, you're done. You're not a business anymore. And these Russians are serious about it, and they're doing it right now as we speak, and the numbers of those hits are off the charts. And West Bunch at Bridgehead IT can help you protect your business right now. I talk about all the IT services that they provide, and there's a ton of IT services they provide. None of them is more important right now than making sure you're protected with cybersecurity measures from Bridgehead IT. So give them a call right now. They are there, and they'll walk you through things that you should be doing to protect your company from the Russians who are now attacking businesses in America with cyber threats. That's Bridgehead IT 210-477. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Who's him? No, Joe, I understand. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah, go get him, boys. Yeah, go take that hill. But I don't understand. Go get him. Who do you want me to get exactly? Who would you like for me to get, Joe? Tell me. I have my tinfoil hat on. Tell me who you want me to get, Joe. 855. All right, so thank you to uh, Anonymous, $100. Lori Krakow, $100. May God use these funds to bless people in need. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate that. $7,340. The website, ktsa.com, and it all goes to feed people. Thank you. $7,340. You guys are awesome. Please keep it coming. Man, if we can hit ten grand by the end of the week, that's going to be perfect. Perfect, perfect. And you can do this. You can do it. Thank you so much. All right, a couple of the lighter side stories. I know it's all serious. It's hard with war and all, you know, everything that's going on to talk about lighter side stuff, but we have to have that every once in a while. Doomsday bunker sales are spiking. They have spiked 1,000%. This was happening, by the way, before Ukraine, so I'd like to see it now. 
Bunker units range from 40k to 8.5 million. That's the one I want. Wish I could pay for it. A place to bug out when the vax zombies all get going and walking around. Those who got vaccinated, they're all going to be walking around. Uh, I want you. You know that's coming, right? So you're going to have to have a bunker. The 311 number in New York is overrun now. You know 311 when you call the city, and I, I need some help. You know, you don't want to call 911. You call 311. Apparently, loud sex noises are being made all over New York City right now. It's become this a big center of debauchery. <laughs> Because the number one call they're getting on 311 is not garbage collection. It's not trees in the way. It's not anything that you would think that normal 911 calls would be. It's people doing loud sex all over New York. No, I'm serious. Loud, ruthless sex. Listen, I'm a Christian woman. Help this girl stop having loud sex before God does, one woman called and said. (laughs) Oh, my God. Another guy said, I've slept through earthquakes and fires in my life, but I can't sleep through this. Would you send an officer over there and tell him to shut up? (laughs) I have no doubt that's true. Everybody's coming back, you know what I'm saying? Pandemic's over. Time to have some fun. Nothing wrong with that. I love you, San Antonio. I'll see you in the morning at 5. The great J.D. Hayworth, the honorable J.D. Hayworth, is next. Here's my son, Justin Ware.